Mama! Mama! We made it! What it, what it, what it do to Tell him, Nushi. We got the family in the building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got an incredible story ready to be just like discussed, told, vibrated with, mm. wow. in motion. You know what I'm saying? We wow. have an incredibly creative and gifted talent and let alone human being. Oof. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome yourselves to Ricardo Emmanuel, a.k.a. Ricky Directs in the movie. Ricky Directs, baby! Hey, what up, fam? What it there do it is. It? Hey, man, we here. We blessed. We alive. We are absolutely blessed. Exactly. We've been sipping early. Sipping early, by the way. Hey, yo, it's Friday, though, so it's all good. It's, it's, I hope everybody, thank God it's Friday. I hope everybody's having a gorgeous motherfucking Friday. Same. Lord knows I had a beautiful one. To be honest with you, I wouldn't spend this Friday any other way. Wow. Mm, it's a vibe, right? You know what I mean? It's an ultra vibe, and I cannot wait to just like, Dibble and dabble through the journey of Ricky in a moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to be here. Thank Ricky you guys for Branson, having me. For those of y'all that don't know, what up, <laughs> um, Ricky Branson, shout out West Cornell. So, Ricky, like, take us to where. See, this is one of the things for me is, you know, in passing, you know, we've, we've run across each other quite a bit. Yep. And, and it kind of just became a thing of like, oh, cool, like, let's get up. And. Your, your craft and your being are so tied into one. And I truly like look at your kind of journey thus far, even as young as it is, right? Like you, you literally like taking steps forward, 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 yep. as every creative does, as every just human being does. But like the ethos is so clear to me because it's like one of those things for me, it's like I just bond with the fact of like, you know yourself so well. Mm. Right, you have this demeanor. You have this just energy to you. That's that behind the lens, you're able to draw it in. You know man, what I'm saying? Thank you for that. A lot man. of people, a lot of people find comfort in the background, but you have such a like a it, your personality is like flowetry to me. Wow, you feel me? On some trill shit. I appreciate. I'm that, happy man. to be back behind this, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Give it to me. By the way, this is the first time. I ever do this, get asked to do this. So Love. this is this is huge. Thank Love. You. It's a fucking honor for us to have you, you on. Both for real, guys. for real. Like Dude, absolutely, man. It, it's a blessing. You know what I mean? And like this should happen more often. And I I'm so glad that like the youth and the culture in general get to hear journeys spoken from said persons mm. to this effect. You know what I'm saying? Because I like, I, that. one thing that I feel like we all are like is so easily forgotten, fuck we all, so easily forgotten is baseline, we're all human beings. Of course, mm. bro. One of my biggest things that I tell people is like, yo, we all have the same 24 hours. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. we Bam. all, like, and that's just for people to level down, whether like ego-wise or like opportunity-wise, like, there's nothing you can't do that I can't do. Absolutely. If you put your mind to it, yeah. you know, like, of course, you know, certain resources are available to other people a lot easier than certain, like, you know. I might not have the same resources Obama got right now, but we still got the same 24, Shit, so he, I need to figure out what he, I need to do. He damn well had the same resources you had at y'all's age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know? So just to humble yourself, remember that. Like, 
to that point and to that fact, like imagine so many of us are so focused on what our label is, what our function is. Oh, and when we understand that we're all human beings, understanding that we're humans, if the focus was truly internal, it'd be a lot different, right? But like a lot of our focuses and a lot of our kind of like anxiety to become is what is that that we're going to become. Oh, yeah. It starts way deeper. It does. Than the surface. And I tell people all the time, it's, it's more important about the process. For me, at least in the actual result. Shit, I don't even know what the fuck that, the, the result is. Process you know? is but like, The process is everything. Like, if you were to dedicate the same amount of time, love, effort, energy, whatever it is, to what you want, that goal, time after time, that process is going to be worth more than that end result. One billion. At percent. the end of the day. One billion. And you got to trust the process, too. Of course. And that's where a lot of people, I, I read something not too long ago where it was like, Right, like right when you're about to quit on whatever it is that you're doing, is normally like the tipping point of you achieving that goal or gaining yeah, what man. you want or like whatever it may be. And it's a lot of people get to that point and they quit, and you know it sucks. And I mean, I've been there thousands of times. I'm there daily with certain stuff, but mm-hmm. like, sure. you know, it is what it is. Also, though, of like trusting the process is just like be curious and believe in it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because like trust the process. I feel like it kind of like makes that barrier of like, wait, what am I trusting? I should know this already. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But the process is teaching you as we go. Oh, of you course. I mean, I'm a man of faith as well. And I say, I don't know how, but I know God. You know, and like there's times, man, where stuff boils up and I'm just like, yo, <laughs> what? Yeah. How? I don't know. And then it's, it all works out. And that's when you got to trust in that process, believe in yourself, because if you quit, no one's going to do for you what you're going to do for yourself, yeah. no. period. Like, and no one's going to have that care for you. At least you would think, but, mm-hmm. you know, you got to definitely look out for yourself for sure. 100%. So I want to take it back to the moment of inception. <laughs> Where did you come into this world at? This world? Man, what, what is this where, world? The finest world. Where did you swing <laughs> up out the womb at? Where were you born? I was born in the Bronx, New York. Oh, wow. Shout out to the city. Shout out to the Yankees one time. Um, yeah, I was born there. I was born and raised there. Lived there for 13 years. Uh, little bro was born. We still live there. What part of the Bronx? Right. It was 174 University, if you're familiar with the area. It's like the bridge that connects you to Washington Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right there. Yankee Stadium's like five minutes away. Yep. Um, but yeah, at 13, my little sister was born and my parents were like, yo, it's time for quote unquote better life. Yeah. We're going to move to Florida. Wow. Before I'm going to literally like, there was a lot of life before Florida. No, literally, literally, I I just hit the mental to be continued. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) The, the, the dot, dot, dot that y'all got. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we'll get there. What was it like growing up as a kid in the Bronx? Like, what what was that life like for you? Um, I mean, I wouldn't take it back. It's, it was definitely a very interesting upbringing, to say the least. You know, we weren't in the best areas of areas. Like, financially, we weren't the best of the best, but we were good yeah. you know, for the most. Like, I always got mm. what I wanted type of shit. You like, had family. Family every Christmas. You know, my parents never failed to, like, provide, you know? Right. But nonetheless, like, project buildings, neighboring around. Yeah. And not the best of the best of areas, but it was cool. My parents, like, we would go out in the weekend to Jersey normally or, like, upstate New York every weekend as a family. 
Uh, I spent every single summer in DR, Dominican Republic, which oh, is like wow. the best thing for a kid that's surrounded by four walls. Are you Dominican? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So my both my parents are Dominican, um, first generation American. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like it, it was super tight. Like just that's every incredible. summer going to grandma's house, learning how to speak Spanish, which wow. is cool. Something that I obviously is needed today and day. But I such take culture, in, such culture, bro. Like I, I experienced stuff that. Like, I told myself, hopefully, I'm able to provide that for my kids. Mm, like, absolutely. I'd love to be able to get my parents a home in their motherland so my kids can go every summer the same oh, way wow. I Oh, wow. Like, I was flying since two years old. Like, Dolo. That's insane. Like, Dolo. Back then, yeah, back then, they just pushed with the, the with stewardess. The, with the flight. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just hang with the stewardess. But it was, it was super tight, man. I, I learned a lot those years, and I'll never take it back. For sure, for sure. What type of kid were you? I was very much an introvert, and okay. I still kind of am. Nowadays, I consider it, shout out Kendra Lamar, he said uh, extroverted introvert. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're almost forced to network and, you know, kind of have this like, hey, what's up? Like, yo, you know, mm. you introduce yourself and all that fun stuff. But in reality, like, I suffer from, like, anxiety and, like, mm. places like that. Like, I'm not the best at it. As a kid, I definitely was, like, the only cousin who wouldn't be dancing or like family functions and like knock out at nine because just like I wasn't really with it and yeah. I was I was just kind of always to myself away from the fame. Was it hard for you as a, like you know what's crazy about like childhood also is that like so much of it is so free to us like the child's mind is such an open canvas that like these experiences like. It's not like we're adults now and we look at them with such weight. Oh, yeah. Right? We're just like, damn, like, you, at that time, looking back, you're like, damn, I just was like such an introverted kid. Of course. Right? And especially in an area like New York Mm -hmm. and the Bronx. Yeah. To be an introvert, like, when you're introverted, I feel like that community, those four walls, as you spoke, would box an introvert all the way in. More than anything. And I was an only child for about, like seven eight years i want to say until my little bro was born so my parents spent their days working as you know any normal parent would the Mm. nine to five and my pops is like hustle man so like i would rarely see him and i spent a lot of time to myself but it was it was cool i found my own little like way i'd like read a lot and shit like when i saw your dr seuss books up there like yeah that shit brought me back od memories like how I met your mother. I, I think like that, like that it was like a, a fucking book that he did, and I, I don't know, nostalgic shit. <laughs> what, 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 what were like? Did you have like childhood aspirations? Like, were you like as you were kind of formulating like? Um. Well, my mother has always worked at the hospital. Okay. And she, you know, kind of instilled that that was the route that I kind of had to take. Mm. Oh, um, oh, really? To be able to be. It's successful, and it's something that till date, you know, we still have those, I wouldn't want to say arguments, but those debates about, yeah. like, what I should be doing versus yeah. what I am doing. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, I guess I wanted to be a doctor. Word. Um, <laughs> really weird, but, like, my, pedi- uh, my pediatrician was, like, super cool dude. So, I, like, I always spent time with him because my mom worked at that same hospital. Got you. So, I kind of, like, looked up to him in that way. Like, well, he's cool and mm-hmm. he still does this. So, like, right, I right, guess right. it'd be cool for me to be a doctor. Yeah. But, nah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. It just, I, I feel like once I hit, like, fourth, fifth grade, I started having more of an opinion for myself. Whether it was from the first albums that I bought with my own money 
to like my friends and like my environment. Like you are a product of your environment. Absolutely. Sure. I feel that way. So no one around me was a doctor. Yeah. Not saying that I was aspiring to be what people around me were. Cause Absolutely. I'm pretty sure you can imagine what that was, but nonetheless, like I just knew that like I wasn't trying to take that typical route. Like, Off top. Yeah. Who were you becoming then? I feel like at that point, especially once my little brother, well, once my brother was born, him being another boy, it was pretty cool to like be an older bro. Yeah. So I felt this like, I got to like prove myself kind of thing, yeah. whether it be in school or like the, like I stopped lying to my mom once my wow. little brother was born. So you kind of became like a role model. Yeah. So like, and, and I'll never forget it, like how and why I stopped lying to my mom. But like, it was because of, she told me like, this is the example you want to set for him. Wow. Mm. And I was just like, damn, like it, it I don't sunk know, it just, in. It, like it sunk in. And then my little sister was born and like, it was kind of weird. Cause like, I was probably like, like I said, 12, 13 and like all the attention went to her and the only girl and daddy's princess and like what went from like Ricky, the firstborn, the junior went to like Luna, the fucking admiration of his eyes and like the the princess, princess, you know, and till date is still like that, which is, it's cool (laughs) with me now, but like we got our first like home computer. Like Adele, like the ones <laughs> yeah. with the back on. It. Oh yeah, like, right. and I was the one setting it up. Like I've always been super techie with it. And my mom was like, "Oh, we gotta pick a name for the computer." And I was like, "Tight, like Ricky Duh." <laughs> and she was like, "No, Luna." And like I remember oh. vividly like that memory. Like I was crying. I was like, "Yo, like you don't y'all don't love me no more." Like, oh, wow. wow. So when wow. she was born, I kind of felt like uh, like I didn't know really kind of what to do. And then we moved to Florida. And that just completely changed my life. I'll well, be honest with you. Did you have a, a a tight community in the Bronx? Because thinking of leaving that for Florida at what you said thirteen? Yeah, it, it, it that's, was. That's a pivotal. That's age, what really man. sucked. It wasn't even just like all of my family till date lives in New York. Mm. Cousins, like best cousins, like almost sister cousin, you know, like that kind of thing. And also like the Dominican culture too in New York. Like it's super, super, super Dominican culture out there. Yeah. That's what I was going to get to as far as like community wise like my building everyone was my aunt and uncles and you're talking about like wow. an eight story building with tons of apartments For like real. everyone yeah. knew everyone like you couldn't do wrong because someone would know and like would tell like your mom like yo i saw fulanito over here like <laughs> messing around with the wrong, fulanito! Like, with the wrong homie like he probably shouldn't be doing that so like those things would come into life, you know, till day yeah. I go back and I yeah. go knocking like apartment by apartment and like right. I see their kids who had kids and like it's just crazy. But mm. the, the community was real knit, like tight knit and we moved to Miami and it was just a 180. Wait, why'd you move to Miami? My little sister was born. My dad felt he didn't want to raise his daughter uh, mm. in, in New York anymore. Like he he just wanted better for us. And now that I look back, like I think that man a thousand percent because mm. Lord knows the man that I would have been. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or even my siblings, let alone my sister, had we been living in the neighborhood that I was that I was raised in, that I was bred in. So I'm super happy. Like I got quality of living going to Florida. Yeah. Um, I learned how to swim mm. like at 13, 14, 15 or whatever it was. I had a pool in my backyard. Like I learned wow. how to drive at 15. I got my license at 15 or my permit or whatever it was. I mean, it's an age where you're becoming. You're, yeah. Like, like and you and talk it was about, super yeah. cool because I was like really finding out who I was. And I was living yeah, experiences man. that like my cousins back home till date haven't lived. Like mm. don't know how to swim or don't know how to drive a car, don't have a license. Wow. So there was a lot of things that I would take 
for granted, I guess I would say, because I was mad at the fact that we did move. Mm. Like, damn, I'm not with my cousins or the whole. We like, all do though. My mindset, I knew that. Like, I was into like the artsy stuff. Like, I've been into like, yo, like shout out Pharrell. Like, been putting me on like Kid Cudi. Like, I've been into stuff that I knew that a lot of kids weren't into. Mm-hmm. Living in Florida, which has where I was living in Orlando, is like bare minimum of culture. Yeah, for yeah. the culture that we know, the yeah. culture that like pays my bills. So like, I knew that like. This is good for now, but come me being a quote unquote man and being able to support myself, I need to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do. Absolutely. And is that go back to New York or adventure off into wherever it takes me, which here we are. Yeah. <laughs> was it a culture shock? And what was that like going from the Bronx to Florida? Going from the Bronx to, to Orlando. Florida, to, or- to Orlando. Well, I, I shout moved- out to Disney World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So we moved from the Bronx to Miami first. Oh, okay. My parents bought a house. I thought, it, like I said, it was super cool. Like my parents purchased a home that they got to build from ground up. Like it was, we were the first people to live in that house. Amazing. So we moved to Miami right next door to my aunt. Cool. So like they both bought houses and I thought it was, well, at least I have my cousins from Miami to like be cool with. We were kind of around the same age, but then it just came down to the point where my mom just really was not fucking with Miami. Like, at all. Like, I remember hearing arguments that I was like, damn, like, this might be it for my parents, you know? Like, my mom saying stuff uh, like, I'm going to go back. Like, I'm going to take, you know, I'm taking the kids. Like, we don't belong here. Like, Did, did she work in another hospital she there? She tried to, but it just wasn't happening. Just, like, she was mm. out of a job for, like, four months. And for a woman like my mother, that's <laughs> insane. Like, my mom is, like, one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. The American way, which is crazy because she came out here at, like... 15, 16. Wow. So, like, she she is my role model in the sense of, like, she fucking went to college. Isn't it wild know, how... With me there. So, like... No, what were you going to say? No, but, like, this, like, sidebar asterisk on that is that, like, it's crazy to me, like, the 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 strength of the immigrant family. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the, the, like the come to America for the American dream. It's yeah. insane, right? And, like, what they go through... And the the dedication that they have to making it work in a foreign land, you know what I'm saying? It's like us going to fucking Denmark right now and being like, "Be like, I'm oh, gonna, yeah. st- I'm gonna start I'm a gonna life start with a family." <laughs> well, you know, you <laughs> with know, a family. Yeah, that that's the crazy part. Is like, uh, do you have kids? I do not. Okay, I'm so none of us have kids, <laughs> thankfully. <Yeah>. But <laughs> think about how hard life is now without kids, and we grew bro. up. So, and we grew up here, bro. Prime example. Shout out to my mom's. Like nineteen, had me at nineteen. I'm twenty four right now, and I can like one of the things that my mother would tell me is like, I just pray that you make it past nineteen without a kid. Wow. Because that's what I did, and not that like I don't love you more than life yeah. itself, yeah. but like. There's so much more to it. It's yeah. different. It's different now, bro. Yeah. And like, I'm blessed to be able to say that. Like, at 24, I can tell my mom that. Like, yo, at, at least I don't have, you know, like, yeah. But nonetheless, she just wasn't rocking with Miami. So mm-hmm. she started applying to some jobs in Orlando. She got a really great job at where she still works at at the hospital. Oh wow, in Orlando. Um, we had another aunt who lived in Orlando too. So my like shout, out to, the, shout out to the extended family tree, right? Yo, like, like, you know what I'm saying? But that's that yo, New York to Florida. It really shit. is. You know yeah, yeah, it is. We kind of just my parents met halfway, mom and dad, and pops was like, "Yo, like I feel you, but like I don't want my kids in New York." 
And mom's was like, well, I'm not really rocking with Miami. So we packed our shit up, mm. lived in Miami for like a year and a half. And we moved to Orlando where they still live at until today. What about your friends? Mm. Where, Miami or? Just, just everywhere, man. I feel like, yo, once I left New York, it was really hard for me to make friends. And me being the introverted kid that I was, like, I was... First of all, the fat, like the everything, the fashion, the music, the culture from New York going to Miami. Granted, I was in like sixth, seventh grade, but like still, like the, I was complete opposite of what everyone else was. Yeah. So I was already looked at as like an outcast. And I wasn't fucking with that. Like sixth, seventh grade, I remember it was like the wackest years ever. How, how are you so different? Just the way that. You got to live in South Florida for you to know. <laughs> I mean, now looking back at it, like, I, I really appreciate that culture. But, like, it's a whole different mm, culture. For sure. Like, from the music to the way that they dress their influences. It's literally a like, complete fucking one. I knew homies, like, at 6th, 7th grade with permanent grills, like, mm. in their teeth. Like, permanent golds in their teeth. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't dressing like that, you know? Like, I was complete opposite, like, rocking, like, Polo Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. Like, all the homies were rocking, like... 3XL long tees, like <laughs> with the grills and the fitteds. You stuck out like heads. a sore thumb. Yeah, like I did. And I was like, I've always been like a real skinny dude. So, like, I was just in my own world type yeah. of shit in Miami, yeah. damn near. And then when we moved to Orlando, it, I started eighth grade. And then it just kind of sucked because everything that I was supposed to do with all my friends from New York, which was do middle school and then go to the high school together. Yeah, I didn't that get to bond. Do. So when I finally went to high school, which was in Orlando, Florida, after one year of living there, all the homies that I met, like we were like acquaintances. It wasn't really like friends because they already had their friends from lifelong times. And yeah. like, they were already ready and hyped to go to high school. Yeah. So when it came to high school, like I didn't know what to expect. And I went to like the cliche, like American movie high school with like 3,700 kids and like <laughs> soccer team, football team, swimming team, like the whole nine. And coming from New York, I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, wow. yeah. what? Like, what do you mean we got a lacrosse team? Like, what the fuck is lacrosse? Like, right. <laughs> right. it was a I bunch of shit you. that I was just like yeah. not accustomed to. And like, we made it work, but mm. yeah. <laughs> No, it's interesting. Like friends are such a pivotal part of of growing up. Oh, yeah. You know, finding like 100%. out who you're with. You know, I think about my friends. You think about your friends. It's yeah. like such a tight knit. And at that age, it's so important. Oh yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, being the new kid, right? And especially like with an introverted uh, sensibility, of course. right? It's like super hard, and it's also like a complete 180 in culture. It is. Right? Like New York, wild. like you seeing everything there. You you toughened up, yeah. right? And then you come down here to like, uh, you know, Floridian values. Yeah, man. Like I was at a place where like, yo, like me being as small and as skinny as I was, like people like still respected me off the fact that I lived where I lived. You know, yeah. like, yo, don't look twice. Like he will launch off on you, you know? Yeah. And going to Florida and having that like complete change and having to respect other people's ways of doing things like i was a little hothead you know i was from the bronx like i was like yo come at me bro yeah like, we'll see what's yeah. good yeah step the fuck at the up end of the day, i know what i could do yeah so like you better come correct and like knowing how to find that balance of yo chill yeah because you gotta like make friends with these people and yeah. hopefully they can show you around and then you make lifelong friends but 
I didn't spend too much time in Miami, so that Miami was just like a blink of an eye for Word. me when I look back at like Absolutely. memories and shit. But Orlando is definitely like what I rep when I talk about Florida. What, what were your interests during that time? Like, like what were you into? Like, like um, I got my first digital camera in eighth grade. Um, shout out to my pops for Christmas. I told him that's what I wanted. He Incredible. got me that. And I've always, so my mom was super heavy into taking photos. I fucking hated it. I still do. Like, I hate being in pictures. The mom photos. I feel you. And not even just the mom photos. Like, I hate being in photos. Like, I feel so awkward. Maybe it's because, like, I was, quote, unquote, meant to be a photographer behind the lens. But, like, I just hate photos. So my mom would express the importance of capturing memories because it's all we're going to have once everything is said and gone. Mm. So she'd make it huge. And like back then you would develop pictures and like you'd have physical, tangible items of memories to like look back on. Yeah. So I got my first camera in like around eighth grade. I was into that and definitely just heavy into like basketball and baseball. I played baseball until like since I could walk until like I was really? in ninth grade. What position did you play? Uh, I was pitching for a bit and I just wasn't rocking with that. So I uh, switched off to second base and pretty much played that until like 10th grade then i fell in love with girls and <laughs> traded the sport <laughs> i respect that i respect yeah, that my dad was like super hot because like obviously like for dominicans especially like, yeah. baseball's huge but yeah. i was playing since i was a little kid so i was decently good you know mm-hmm. and he was like yo what the fuck you don't want to like my dad was like my coach yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like like that. He was like the, the coach at the squad, like 10th grade. Yeah, like, with, with MLB Dreams type shit. Yeah, you know, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, chill, the homies don't even really rock with you, but I... <laughs> for real. For real, for real. Oh, yeah. I feel like high school is such a, like, developmental period in our first brushes with our own independence, right? Like, of course. naturally, like, there's, like, the high school shit... And it's like, it's crazy how when you like live life, you look back on high school and you're like, wait, Man. what? Like be like all the popular kids are literally like still in the same neighborhood, like having babies, married at 22. Yo, like what the fuck happened to you, Facebook. money? Like what happened to you, B? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, for Shout real. In high school, that, you was yo. a man, homie. It's 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 crazy to even think, bro, because it's such a fact. Like I like I said, like don't go on Facebook, but I'll go on Facebook. For and real, no shame to the homies who decided to like start families like super young and do that because whether it was an accident or not, they manned up enough to be able to continue it. But absolutely, man, traveling the last year as much as I've traveled, like. If there's one thing I can recommend to anybody is get out of your hometown, whether it be for a vacation, whether it be for like a leap of faith and you want to move like there's so much more to life. So much. Than what society tries to tell you is meant for you. For sure. And no matter your situation, whether you had the kid at 20 or you had the, you know, like whatever you're going through, like, just please explore this world. It humbles you very quickly. Yeah. So quickly, man. So quickly. Who are you becoming during that time? Like just like like uh, on some like in the words of you, you know what I'm saying? Was, like what honestly, was high school like? I, high school for me, bro. I don't know if you've ever heard the term like fear of God, but for me it was fear of mom. So like, wow, I was that kid who I graduated senior year high school, all 12 years of school, like never got a detention, 
Like never got suspended. Wow. Never got ISS, OSS, none of that. Just because like moms was not having that. Yeah. Never seen nothing less than a B minus. You know, like I feel you. Senior class vice president. You know, like I I could not got disappoint. You. you know, got you. just because they provided so much, and at the same time, like your parents do get to your like your skull. But yeah, we all know that we're influenced by our homies. But even the homies were like. You know, doing certain things that I yeah. wanted to partake in, and I, I, I would be around it mm. off top. I would, you know, be contact around it. Yeah, but like I wouldn't do that because that wasn't approved in my home. That isn't approved in my home. So like, I was that kid who like by the book, like legit, and and I didn't find myself quote unquote until after I graduated high school. Mm. Yeah, I started working for Apple. What was it like in that environment for you? Because, like, it's crazy, like, thinking back as kids, like, so much shit that our parents tell us, right? Like, moms want to be the mom. Of course. Dads want to be the dad, right? But then, you like, looking back, it's crazy to even think about the fact that, like, you understand how you see now with us growing up mm-hmm. how they were trying to balance it oh, at yeah. that point, right? But at the same time, it's like we don't get it then until we've lived, Mm. right? How do you feel that shaped you in terms of just like your inner being foundationally living through the fear of mom? I I wouldn't have changed it for the world, bro. You got damn right. Just because like at the end of the day, it made me the man that I am. Like I, I have good morals. I live by good faith. Like I make decisions. I've found myself in situations where... Moms would not approve, but yeah. and shout sounds, out to moms it sounds for that. Contradicting, but like I went in it with good faith you for know, like, sure. You know, I didn't go in it with, like she, somebody she, told me to. She do gave something. you a backbone. My mom's biggest thing was don't do what your friends tell you to do. Wow. If you're gonna do some shit, do it because you want to do it, Fact. no matter what it is. You know, hey, how, how, and I took that to the head. So no, like, but how crazy is that mind fuck? It's because insane, like it's bro. not rebellious anymore. It's not. So it's like you're telling me. I could do it if I want to do it. Yeah, for real. Okay. But like, man, I, at that, and I always catch myself giving the advice my parents gave me to the homies. Off top. And like, Off top. like I said, I don't have any kids, but my parents always say like, well, when you have kids, you'll know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is that we'll quote unquote know. Yeah. I feel like I got a good 45 to like 60% insight in that already because of how I was raised. Mm. Fact. Without a kid. Just because like... You appreciate the the, the parental structure. On top. You know what I'm like, saying? We need the guidance. Off top. Y'all call my mom today. And bro, shout out like, to... Like, asking her present, about some life advice. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Present parents, bro. Just because I was like, yo, like I'm tripping. I feel like my mom would guide me in the right way real quick. Like, let me call her. And yeah. she like guided me in the right bro, way. Bro, I remember like rolling out with the homies like... And they were all smoking weed at the time. <laughs> and even in high school, like I didn't start smoking weed till college, but Same. They, they'd be out sorry, smoking. Mom. You know what's crazy? It's not sorry, mom, for me, because my mom literally <laughs> was on that, like, if you do drugs, this would kill me, my God, all that, that vibe. And then yeah. literally when I graduated college, I went back home for our little celebration. And my stepdad was like, I know she wanna roll the joint. <laughs> bro, I looked at my you mom on like, bro, I looked at my mom on some like, is this a setup? She's that, like, Yes, roll the joint. <laughs> that I first feel time. Like, that I feel like I have a bunch of homies and I've like smoked with a bunch of like parents of like homies, but like 
I feel like I would never be able to do that with my parents, even if they were to be like, yeah. I feel yeah. you. Even I feel if they you. were to be like, yeah, just because I'd feel like it's a setup. Like, you're still going to, like, my mom's. Like that fear of mom hey, is hey, deep. Hey, hey, my mom still be true. dropping, like, Man, I feel the, the like, same sneak way. disses. Like, shit will, like, I went home in April for three weeks because I rarely go home. I went home in April for three weeks, just chilling on the couch, like, family time, you know, whatever. And something comes up on the news, like, yeah, this just in, like, uh, <laughs> this <laughs> just in. Weed just, and my mom just starts going off, you know, like, you see, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I got to sit there like, yeah, mom, you're right. Like, you know. Hey, bro, shout out, <laughs> shout out to my stepdad, Mortiz. Like, bro, like, his free willing, like, token ass literally just, like, set the state. Like, my mom would hit it. <laughs> It's just start laughing. Like oh, from man. that point forward, it was like that. But even but as a kid, it was like, because I feel like our parents, and especially like the present parents, and especially like the immigrant parents that are like, okay, we need to build. It's so much emphasis put on yeah. child. We need to build them to be ready to conquer this world. Of course, and do better than Yo, us. Real, real talk, bro. The American dream is built by the immigrant parent. For real, real talk. Like for real, it is off yeah. top. Like, they're the ones busting about. ass and working. Yes. and like, making sure that their kids like are yes, good. yes. Like, they, they make the pot melt. Yeah. you understand what I'm saying? You know, yeah, like my dad is my fucking role model off that strength. That till day, like he's a yeah. businessman and an yeah. entrepreneur. And the only thing mm. he tells me is like, make sure you invest in yourself. Like for real. you could work yeah, for man. whoever, but make sure like at the end of the day. You got something that like you can even legacy with. Absolutely, whatever you, that may be. What your dad do? Just like to to get into that dynamic yeah, between your mom so, and dad. Uh, like I said, mom works at the hospital. Um, she does like management for like the doctors and stuff like that. She's like yeah. way up there right now. I wouldn't even be able to tell you her title because it changes like every three months. Shout out to her. She Shout out to mama. Mom sent me a hundred dollars because she said she got a raise. Hey, so, hey. Shout out to mom. Yeah. Mamito. <laughs> right. But uh, nah, my dad has uh, always been an entrepreneur. He uh, used to own a bodega in New York. Um, my grandfather and him used to run a liquor store in Patterson, New Jersey. And since I was like five years old, my dad has sold used cars. Mm. So he's been in the like car dealership business. And he currently owns two car dealerships in Northern Florida. Shout out to the hustle. So the, yeah, whips, the whips is there if you need them, holla. Hey, <laughs> believe that. But yeah, so Pops has always taught me to like work for yourself. Yeah. And so that was ingrained in you. Yeah, and it, and it was super tough just because as me being a junior, the first son, like my father wants, wants to date me to take over that business. And we got in a lot of like head bumping mm. just because of the fact that like it's not what I want to do. Like I respect it 100%. Yeah. And I've been able to contribute to that business as much as I can, whether it be me shooting cars when I'm in town just to like have him be happy that I'm helping out in some way, even though I don't shoot cars, is not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, whether it be like pressuring my little bro to help him out the same way I helped him out. Like mm. I try to contribute the way I can, but he knows that at the end of the day, like Ricky's not about to take over the car yeah. mm. business. I'm sure but, he smiles at like the independence of Ricky though. You know what? I think it goes back to also that that immigrant mindset of like it's like bittersweet, bro. Like Mm. I know that they're proud, but they don't support as much as you would think. Yeah. Or as much as people think. But yeah. But they're, my dad, for sure, like, he voices that. My mom's never been the type to voice her emotion. Um, so, like, I've, I've known that. And, like, we communicate in the way we communicate. But Pops, like, for sure, like, talks proud of me. Yeah. Which I'm happy about. 
But like I told myself after April that I just this year I was like, yo, I'm not going back home yeah. until I can like show them or give them something, whatever yeah. that is. Like, you know what I think it is also though. Like, kudos to our parents because I get, I get that now, and I dealt with that so much in in my 22 to 27, right? Of like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? You got a scholarship to one of the best business schools in the nation, and you're working in rap music, man. And you're not getting paid. Like you, their thought is come out of that school and get a great job. Yeah, yeah. right. Real talk. And a motherfucker's coming out of that school and like paying his dues. Yeah, and being wavy with it and all that. But it's one of those things where I truly feel like baseline. It's just that they want like it, the 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 best that they want for us. <clears throat> is literally just like independence, security. Hell yeah. And and. At the end of the day, bro, like our parents, like even like my mom, like I come from a, my mom is a fucking thug and my dad is as well, but my mom is Lord. a breadwinner. You know what I'm saying? My mom went in the Kentucky Derby like off rip, like thuggish shit, right? And at 18, I got cut off, which I thank God every day. But my mom was on the elk of, we raised you and I've been the mom. Now it's your time to yep. go shine. All I ever want from my son is for him to be happy, healthy, and able to live independently. No talk. Right? That's the only- and for those immigrant parents, the, the jobs and the careers that they see and in yeah. their world is doctor, lawyer, uh, businessman, yeah. bop, 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 bop. Even entrepreneur is like a little like, ooh, but it can make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Nah. Um, but at the end of the day, we all have to find ourselves and like so much love and appreciation to the parents that whether they understand or they don't build up the kids with those values, because at the end of the day, be like, you wouldn't be able to do what you do and we're going to get there, but you wouldn't be able to do what you do without that foundational element, without that, uh, care to your lineage, Without that, like, sight of, I need to show them that What's what up? they've done makes sense. It may not make sense to you now, right? But it will make sense. That's, that's for and, sure. Man, and something that my mom always, like, she's, like, she'll just, like, chuckle or laugh or be, like, damn, you got me. Is when I say, like, yo, but, like, you made me who I am Yeah. at the end of the day, you know? Thanks. So, like, I get it. But, like, the reason I am stubborn with what I'm stubborn for and why I'm so proud and protective over what I know is going to, like, eventually put you in a better situation and the family in a better situation is because you raised me this way. You raised me to tell even you no. Yeah. Or tell you, like, yo, chill. Like, I'm a grown-ass man. Like, relax. Yeah. I respect your word. I respect you. But I'm going to do what I got to do because this is my life at the end of the day. For sure. And that's a tough thing to do. Like, especially when your parents, because both your parents, your mom wants you to go into medical. Your dad wants you to take over the business. You have to have a certain amount of like courage or self-confidence to Mm -hmm. be, to say no, because it's so easy to kind of please your parents and respect that and honor that. Right. They came here, they, they worked their ass off to provide for you and they want you to like, carry the torch almost so what do you think it was in you that kind of just pulled back and had that self-confidence to say to yourself like i still need to be true to who i am 
And as risky as that is, and you may not even have known what that might be. Yeah. But to continue on that path. Man, looking back at it, fucking high school, senior year, New Year's, which was 2011. That was my, that was the year I graduated high school. And I was in Miami with the fams that I told you my aunt like lived next door to us or whatever. We went down from Orlando to Miami to go celebrate New Year's with them. Yeah. Like I said, I, I mentioned briefly, I was senior class vice president. We we like planned this like New Year's rage for 2011 class. And I I had to be there, but like I also had the fams. So like my mom saw how much that meant to me that she was like, you know what? We're going to head back on the 31st. That was literally my first like drunk blackout oh wow fuck Ciroc by the way <laughs> but that was literally my first drunk blackout like I like I said I I didn't do shit that all the homies were doing so I didn't know how to handle a lot of stuff wow. so if somebody handed me a bottle I started swigging yeah on an empty stomach and, and you're, you're, on an you know, empty stomach like you were talking about the earlier and, and I'm like, sure you did the thing where like you take a swig you're like I don't feel drunk yet yeah after te- after after 10 seconds, you're like, oh, it, ha- Yo, it, it hasn't all, hit me all yet. All I remember was, like, Ciroc bottle in hand, blue dot, and <laughs> swigging, and shorty next to me, and I wake up. Like, all I remember that, and then the next memory was me, <laughs> me waking up. <laughs> Yo, this is one of the scariest things in life right here. <laughs> waking up. Looking at the bed sheets and being like, fuck, that's not my bed. Where oh, the fuck am God. I? What happened? Yeah. What? Since that day, I knew my limit of drinking. Well, yeah. But th- I felt like that was the day that I became myself because, yo, like I told you, my parents are super conservative and like mm-hmm. by the book, like immigrant ass parents, like, yo, police was called, missing person. Like filings were made. Like five hours gone. Like Ricky was Ricky was gone. Like yo, Ricky's dead in a ditch. Yeah, (laughs) yo, you didn't come home that night. Phone blown up. So imagine like me pulling up into my fucking gated community. The gates open. I'm pulling in, and I see three cop cars leaving my community, and I'm like, holy shit. The homies are here for me. <laughs> like, wow. my clothes were wet. I pulled up to the fucking crib. My mom was, they were crying because they were happy to see me and see me alive. It sounds fucked up, like, laughing <laughs> Bro, at I, it. But, like, and, and I talked about it to them not too long ago. I was like, yo, like, you need to understand, like, that was the first time I ever got drunk. Like, yeah. chill, you know? But that was the day I became kind of my own person just because. That spiral, that that situation spiraled to my parents trying to investigate a lot of my life. And it so happens to be that my best friend at the time, he got caught up smoking weed and he blamed it on me. Wow. What like, a fuckboy. What a fuckboy, right? He was like, yo, like it was, I was with Ricky, like Ricky was doing it. But the wow. thing is that the boy didn't smoke weed. So like my defense was, yo, drug test me. Let's run it. I'll go right now. Off rip. Drug test me. Yeah. So my parents saw the confidence in yeah, me. Yeah, they knew. Enough to be like, yo, I know what you did was stupid as fuck. Yeah. But if like this kid got caught up doing what he got caught up doing yeah. and it's trying to throw it on you and you're manning up enough to be like, nah, I'm going to take responsibility for what I did in getting drunk, but I don't smoke no motherfucking weed. Right. We respect yeah. you. Yeah. And that was the day my dad, like... And, I felt that's, like, that, and that's that parental instinct. Yeah, my like, pops, oh, okay. Yeah, I felt like my pops, like, 
gave me like that verification of like, yeah. yo, I got like you a man. Like yeah. I, I see you, yeah. you know? And yeah. <laughs> As I for hit the real, joint. For real, for real. In coming out of high school, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? What What was your exit from high school like? And where was your head at in that space? Because a lot of kids are thinking college, this, that, and yeah, the other. Yeah, of course. Um, mentally, I always lived in Los Angeles, California. I don't know. Wow. Did you ever like come here before? Never. Really? Never. Wow. What was really? The, what, what was the thought of that? rocket power i don't like i don't i'm trying to like think no but why, why la like, like what, what inspired it la just, i felt like la i don't know like I, I i i would study the internet you know at the time and like everything came from la culture as we knew it because you know this generation my generation at least like no matter where you live like geographically like we all live on the internet so like for me that was kind of like my guidebook rule book how to do certain things what not to do what to wear what not to wear what to listen to what's going on what's not so no matter of me not living in a certain place i was able to tap into that culture and i would tap into the new yorks i would tap into the miamis i would tap into the londons i would tap into tokyos but every time i tapped into la it just like all my favorite artists like musically artistically everyone would come from la Mm -hmm. So 2014 came around, and I visited out here Cinco de Mayo with a group of friends for my first time ever. Um, you guys just, just did like a friend trip? Yeah, we were like, yo, fuck it. Like at the time, I was working at Apple. You know, I was still living at home, so like money was chill. I was like saving up and shit for whatever move I was going to make. S- Didn't S- know what it was. Side tangent, what were you doing at Apple? Uh, I was a genius at the Genius Bar. There you go. Yeah. Did you go to college? I went to community college for a semester. And I when was did like, you decide Yo, it wasn't this for shit. you? This is yeah. for the birds. Yeah. Uh, I need to at least do school. If I'm going to do school, I'm going to do art school. Did that for a year for web development. Then I switched it after two semesters. I did visual communications. And I was like, there's no way in hell someone's going to teach me how to be creative how to take a photo, how to, like, you can teach certain, I would, can I take it back to what, like, that bug of wanting to be creative was, and when that kind of came to for you? I think for me, it was being able to, like I said, I was an introvert, I am an introvert, I wasn't able to express myself verbally, mm. And my way of doing so at the time was either photo or video. Mm. Got it. So I was trying to find a way to please my parents while at the same time fuel my energy and myself. So I thought art school was the next best thing. Um, And I went into that depth and noticed quickly, like, all art school is is resources. So they'll provide you the the top equipment, the top yeah. programs, the top library sources, the structure of it all. But like, bro, can't no one tell you how to like take a photo or like I'm good or like do anything. So like, I dropped out. I just felt like I saw my student loans for the some like those couple semesters, and I was like, holy shit! Like, mm. the money I'm taking out to go to school, I can take out and like fund a business. Bam! Shout out to pops right there. The you entrepreneurial spirit. And I was like. Yo, hold on. Because at the end of the day, like, my parents are like, yo, we're, we're going to pay for school. Got it. But, like, am I really going to let you pay for school? Yeah. No. Or at least that's my goal. Like, yeah, you know, right, so right. 
it's not like you're taking the loans out in your name. Like these loans are still coming out in my name. So at the end of the day, Ricky, the one that's gonna have to end up paying them no yeah. matter what. But Ricky, my Ricky life, took responsibility. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, school's always gonna be there. Uh, it was around the same time I was planning to take the trip out here, which was for Cinco de Mayo, like I said. So that semester, that spring semester, I didn't sign up. Planned the trip with the homies. Came out here, Cinco de Mayo, 2014. Stayed out of Airbnb in Los Feliz in the hills. And we didn't do a damn thing. Like, we did the little touristy shit, like, go to Santa Monica and Venice. But a majority yeah. of the time that was spent was at the home, smoking, drinking, vibing. Just like little vacation You vibes. know, trying to just find the feel for what it was in L.A. But I just spent my time out in the balcony, being oh, wow. surrounded by the hills, like, in caved in hills. And I was, like, tripping because all I've ever seen living in New York was buildings around me. Yeah. And Florida's flat as fuck. Like, the highest elevation is shit so like i've never seen mountains and stuff like that been on wow. so i'm tripping out like yo there's houses on hills like what wild and home is where the heart is i guess a month later i packed my shit up in the car and moved across country haven't looked back did you have a vision for like what you would do coming out here i was blessed with apple so <laughs> This is why I feel like things are meant to be. So I came out and I visited Cinco de Mayo. My whole mindset was I'm going to visit the school that I want to go to, which at the time was FITM for visual communications. Yeah. Uh, that was my mindset. Like, I'm going to come out, still try to please my parents, let them know this is the purpose of me coming out. It was for school, whatever. I visited the school, did all that, saw the money. I was like, y'all bugging. <laughs> bugging. Y'all so bugging right now. For what? I was, yes, I, was, I was fortunate enough that I was full-time at Apple for almost three years. They were paying for school. Because, oh, wow. like, I didn't get financial really? Why school for me was, like, a no-no is because, like I said, my parents were paying out of pocket. Even though they were down, I was like, I need to pay back. Yeah. I didn't get financial aid. Mm -hmm. So Apple was also paying for school. So I was blessed in that sense. So I was like, yo, cool. I'm going to try and transfer with Apple. Mm. So I went to the Grove, and I was like, yo, can I speak to a manager? They're like, why? I was like, I work here. Like, let me just speak to a manager. Like, yeah. All right, cool. Lady comes out. We're talking, yo, where you from? Oh, yeah, I work at Florida Mall. What? Like, her instant response. Like, Stop. Do you know Alyssa? Like, chill. That's Stop. Like <laughs> She's like, yo, me Stop. and Alyssa just did training, like, last month. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, fucking wow. wow. Well, look at God, you know? And I'm like, yo, tight. So, like, Shorty didn't even, like, vet me. She was like, yo, you know Alyssa? Off rip. Off rip. Done. Like, what you trying to do? When you trying to come out here? I was like, yo. I'll stay. I'll fuck around and stay. Like, <laughs> put me on tomorrow. I'm here. She's wow. like, well, we're going to have openings coming up for your position soon. Like, da, da 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 Go back home. Talk to your management. Make it happen. Cool. I go back home. Talk to Alyssa. Like, yo, you won't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? I was like, listen, like, I didn't plan for this to all happen as quick as it is. But, yeah. like, I feel like this is God telling me you need to get the fuck out of Orlando and go over there. Like, you're going to have a secure job, a great job. Apple changed my life. Apple made me not an introvert. It made me a people person. Like, it made me appreciate people. Like Awesome. Elaborate on that. Like, like take us through that, like, the throes of that. Dude, like. Because you were Apple for a minute. Like, bro, this, uh, this allegiance didn't come, like. They're what we call internal customer, which is an employee, the same way they will treat an external customer, which is a consumer. Yeah. So, like, they would treat me as a customer would be treated and we treat customers great, if not even better. So mm. benefits were, like I said, they were paying for my school. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. You know, dental, all, all the work. You were like, you bro, I ride with y'all. Dog, I was wait, wait, 21 wait, wait, years old working at Apple, making more money than like 
grown ass men, you feel me, like that lived yeah. in Orlando. So I was like, yo, this is the best of both worlds. Like I'm still going to school. They're paying for school. Yeah. Then I took the trip out here and I was like, wait, I could do all that and live in LA? Yeah. We out. So you already Shorty, had Californication. I, I was like, yo, I'm out on this date. She's like, cool. I did my first art show in Orlando as my goodbye, where I exhibited photos and videos and a whole bunch of other shit. And at the end of it all, I was like, yo, thank you guys for all coming out. You guys are, mean a lot to me. I'm leaving next week. Peace. And I took my interview for Apple at wow. the Grove on, like, going through, like, Colorado. I remember I was driving through Colorado. <laughs> me and my, like, best friend and his girl who moved out here. And I interviewed, and they were like, cool, like, when you get here, this, like, we'll do an in-person interview. So, like, I've, they vetted me over the phone. That passed. I met in person. That passed. And I remember being on top of Runyon, literally at the tippy toppy, looking at this uh-huh. fucking city, like the tippy toppy with it though. Fuck! And I get a call, like, oh shit! I pick up. It's like, yo, it's so and so from Apple at the Grove. Like, we want to extend the position to you. <laughs> like, I know you don't want to work full time. We're gonna give you part time with all your same benefits, more pay. Run it, and I'm like. Yo, this shit's meant Mama. to be. For like, real. Yo, we here. Like, For real. Bet. And this is like a week into me being in LA. What What was the run of emotions from... Okay, I want to like... We're going to go play by play with this, right? I want to know what the run of the emotions was like after the fact that you decided to yourself that you were going to do it. Like that fuck it moment and then the packing up and going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the emotions were because, like, and even, like, bringing up, like, okay, you want to do part-time. So now, like, your craft has become a reality. And L.A. has always been the place. And it was just like, you know what? I'm here at Apple. We cush. But, like, now I'm going to take a leap. And I have yep. the alley-oop. Right? Yeah. But and I, and by the way, I quit within the first month working here. No. Yeah. We're going to I feel that, like. I feel whoop. you. You most definitely did. Yeah. Right? But. I feel like this is a very pivotal moment in anybody's life, right? That moment of I'm going to, f- like, y- y- the fact that you had L.A., this, like, Californication dream in your head from, like, it was in- ingrained in you. Yep. You came out. Circumstance had it that, like, it was a scenario where it was like, wait, hold on. Like, we just direct lined this? Like, I know how I'm being taken care of here. So naturally, like, I'll be able to find something. I'll be able to have a sense of stability in, like, the slightest, yep. like, bare necessities, which is how somebody will make that move, mm-hmm. right? That, like, moment. Um, and naturally, you had that in mind of, like, okay, like, my creative being needs to blossom. And where can I go to do so? It's not school. It just needs, I need something else. Yep. Right. What, what was that, like, what was going through your mind from the moment that you decided and you, like, uprooted and driving to L.A.? Because, like, I, I feel like, like, this is the quintessential part of, like, these types of stories where it's like, bro, just, like, packed up my car and just, like, you know, hit the <laughs> lick. And that sounds so beautiful. But now I want to, like, hop into your passenger seat, look at you and be like, bro, like, are we smoking on the way? Or, like, are we in Alabama right now where we can't do this? 
But what was going through your mind on that road? It was crazy, bro. Like I said, it's, it's everything I've ever known. First time I've ever moved out of my home, let alone across the country with two friends, you know, literally with a suitcase in the trunk of the whip with everything <laughs> that I could possibly want to ever take with me there. Looking back, literally looking back at 4.30 in the morning when we dipped out of my crib and seeing my parents still being outside, like, waving <sighs> at us, like, like, yo, like, this is it. Yeah. You know? Like, bro. I, bro, for real. It was, like, the craziest thing, bro. And, like, man, I'm blessed and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for my two friends that I was able to do it with. They were a great support system for, like, still are a great support system, but driving like so we stopped at atlanta because we had homies there so it didn't really feel much because florida's super close but like we were still just really hyped like yeah we're about to do this <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like shit hit the fan driving through like the shits of the country you know <laughs> where like people my skin tone can't be seen right? i feel you you know man. and like i really witnessed that like pulling up to the gas station Four people don't got shoes on. They barefoot. Mm. Why is that a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Going inside and people looking at me like, what up? Like, what are you doing in these neck of the woods? What you want? What you want? You know? Like, what brings you around here? Wow. And, like, still seeing that, like, in middle America in fucking 2014 when it was. And I was like, yo, chill. Like, we visited the homie's crib and we were in, um, I think it was Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mobile, Alabama. And it was like super small town. Like I was, there was a mall and I was talking on the phone outside wearing all black. And I overheard a mom like, this guy looks like he's up to no good. Oh my God. Like tell like her daughter that. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? fuck? Like what? (laughs) And you know, we stayed there at the homie's crib. Let us crash. Thankful for that. We the highlight of the trip was probably getting to Denver, Colorado, where marijuana is legal or was like legal, like the first place we could buy it legally yeah. since leaving Florida, and that experience and like that was like a super trip. <laughs> and then from that point on, the aesthetics in the U.S. changed completely. It goes from being super flat to like mountain yeah. ranges and plains for years and like deserts and. It was super beautiful. It was the first time I've ever seen things like that. I recommend everyone to do that road trip, especially visit Utah. Yeah, like, for sure. Utah's beautiful. A beautiful place. Beautiful um, we got to the Airbnb where we had an Airbnb for three days, and then we had to figure life out. When you left, did you know that um, you weren't coming back? <laughs> That's always the mindset, right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm at, like, is it though? I mean, it was for us. Um, I was, I'm not going to front. Like, I was super fucking scared. Like, I was 21 at the time. Mm. Like I said, first time ever doing, leaving the crib, let alone like that. But me and the homie, me and my best friend, who I moved out, we were him and his girlfriend. Me and him went out to eat at one of our local restaurants in Orlando right before we left. Kind of just like on our last hoorah. Yeah. And... The waiter who was helping us out was like an older guy, and like we were like, like he's like, what brings you around? We're like, yo, this might be our last like zinger mountain mount is what we would get from there. He's like, oh, really? Why? And like we told him why, and like he told us like, whenever you get to your destination, just burn the shit and like don't look back. 
Whoa. And like I feel like that's when it really resonated. Wow. Like for the homie, Whoa. like he went through his that's phone. Insane. I remember my homie J.O. like going through his phone, like deleting context left and right. Like wow. yo, like I don't need shit. you. I don't need you in my life anymore. Like I'm out. Like just going through shit. Like whoever wants to see me, like this is your chance. Pull up yeah. right now. If not, that's that. Wow. Um yeah, so our mindset was definitely not come back, or at least really try not to come back. And it still is. And there's times where it's <laughs> How was that to leave uh, to leave your parents and your family? It was tough. It was tough. Me though, being uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was always the introverted person. I was the one in the family who was always kind of to himself. Mm-hmm. Whether it was because I was an only child for so long, or like not wanting to be with all my cousins, like at the functions, like dancing and all that fun stuff. So like, I try to think about it as out of sight, out of mind. Cause I don't want to stress on the fact that I really don't ever get to see my family, mm-hmm. let alone like my siblings who are becoming like adults and growing into the men and women that they are now. Yeah. And those are like vital moments in their lives where I yeah. should be there to like guide them through certain things, whether they know that they can reach out to me via any way and yeah. they see what I'm up to. And I yeah. know that they're happy and that they're proud of me, but it's tough when I think about it. So I just try to not. Reality. Yeah, I mean, I asked that question because I think you, you know, you're you're put at a crossroads for a moment, right? When you you make that decision, like the, even maybe the night before for you, yeah, before leaving that trip, right? And I, I'm just, I just think about all the people listening to this or or who might be in that position now. They know there's there might be something bigger. There's this unknown thing. Their heart, their guts, telling them to go. Do it but they're scared because they can't leave their family. It's want versus you know? need, bro. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's like you, Listen, you're, you're put at that crossroads. So, so what going to be moments in your life where literally what you want is going to be handed to you. Like that quote, like, yo, if, I got, if you got what you wanted, are you ready for it? Yeah. Like, mm. It's going to be a lot of time. And we don't notice it until after the fact. Or we might not even ever notice it. Like, yo, what I've always wanted, shit, I might have fucked up and done passed up on that shit yeah. many times. You know, so it's like, you can only take the horse to the water, you can't really make it drink it. But like, if all these signs are leading up to you, to telling you to do what your gut is telling you to do, yeah, I'd rather fail 100% out of the times and said that I tried than not try and never know. Yeah. You know, it's and a, it, it, it's, it, it, it's it, fucking it, tough, and it, we are our own worst critics, and and it's rare to get to that point. It is rare because it's super cool to talk about it. It is rare, but it's you know what I'm super saying? cool like, to talk about it's it. It's super fucking scary to do it. It is, right? and it's absolutely not what we'd ever thought it was. Never, but it becomes something. It's, yeah. it's like I, it goes back to the process. It's so much more like. What I thought my LA experience was gonna be me moving out here, yeah, changes by the day. I feel uh, that, yeah, you know, man. like it's one of those things where it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm with who? What? Like yeah. who just who yeah. just introduced him? Like what? This- like yeah, whether it's that or whether it's fuck. What was I thinking? This shit is expensive. I should not be out here. Yeah. What am I doing with my life right now? Why do I not have a regular nine to five job? How am I gonna make rent? How is this gonna happen? These are all thoughts. Back that, like, to like, you, yo, motherfucker, this is like the, has bro. You have to yeah. have it. These exist. Life is too short. So if you have the opportunity to do what you want to do, please do it. 
and it's something that I battle day in and day out. And thankfully, I have beautiful, beautiful people around me who motivate me, who inspire me to do what I do and continue doing what I do. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. But yo, take that risk, take that leap of faith. It'll now, be worth it. Now, with you though coming out here, you didn't you didn't really have like a specific thing you wanted to do, or did you? Um, I, I mean, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in that visual communication world, whether it's me shooting, me directing, mm-hmm. you know, creative direction, art direction, video, like okay. whatever it may be, something in the creative field. I knew that I wanted to be a part of, like, I like, like I said, being part of the process. So even I, like career wise, you wanted to take that yeah, next yeah, step. Yeah. My, like, my dream was real. to like work at a creative agency. Like that's what Done. I came out here thinking. Like, mm. All right, cool. Like I'm gonna meet somebody and they're going to put me on and. I'm going to be a dope photographer at a creative agency and I'm going to be able to do what I love and also make money out of it on a nine to five base. Yeah, for sure. Not the case at all. Like whatsoever. For real. (laughs) It's a lot of hustles, but it's worth it. You came out here knowing damn near nobody. No one outside of the two homies that... I moved here. Shout out to those two homies being yeah, my Yeah, shout out to, yo, shout no. out to Jesus Aquendo and Jennifer Zapata. They, they Jesus and Jennifer, like, y'all are, y'all are literally the damn near. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here, so. For real. <laughs> Facts. Shout out to them. What was the switch for you when you got here, right? Like, because it's crazy, exciting going. It is. <laughs> right? And arriving and being like, fuck, we made, like, we here. Yeah, like exactly, what? yeah. And then, and then whether it's it whether like whoa yeah <laughs> wait now what yeah so but, and, wait and we're like, here okay wait no but like whether it's like the hour after motherfuckers got there or like <laughs> that's the literally an hour yo, after bro that's literally what it was for us <laughs> literally yo imagine whoa. imagine spending like <laughs> wow I'm off it's the real though oh, wow. I'm off the Henny so I don't know how long it was but like imagine spending cross country road trip time yes with the three same people yeah y'all yeah. delusional knowing you're embarking point. on this journey that's potentially gonna change the rest of your life yes you know? yeah. and you, all you have is each other and whatever you brought on that yes vehicle. so we get to LA like I said we had an Airbnb for three days <laughs> in those three days you had to figure life out you know <laughs> so like we get to the Airbnb yo I promise like once we got out the car, it was like on site. I was ready to give hands to whoever wanted to catch it, you know? It's like, really? We had all this animosity built up. You know, it was me and the homie driving. We didn't want Shorty to drive out of like on some like super dumb man shit. So like yeah. we were tired like, of driving, you, you know, yeah. me and him. So we got out the car, like finally here. Instead of being like super excited, we were aggravated because wow, we had you. certain goals that we had to meet before getting here. And that was where the fuck are we going to live? Plain and simple. Before yeah. we get to LA, we should have 10 places we're going to visit or like inquire to. Yeah. Ain't shit happening. With the, with the, with the portable Wi-Fi in their Ain't phone across country. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were hangry. Like, people <laughs> were mad. Like, the homie was parking on a hill that he's never parked. Like, oh, it was wow. a walk. An Echo Park. You know? Oh, so wow. he's hot. His girl's like, what's good? She can't park the whip. Like, you know, wow. there's a lot going on. Wow. We wow. went to Domino's Pizza. We got our first meal. That's what it was, Domino's Domino. Pizza. Shout out to Domino's. Shout out. Went back to the Airbnb, and I was like, yo, like, we just need to chill. Like, I get it. You know, yeah. relax. We'll wake up tomorrow. It's a new yeah. day. Let's get it. And tomorrow we woke or the next day we woke up, everybody went on their shit. I found the spot we moved into. It had the 
stupidest view of downtown LA. Stop it. Bro, it was it was like a dream come true. Like, I feel you. Everything I've ever wanted was physically right in front of me. Skyline wow. of downtown LA. So it, it it was a beautiful six months. There was a lot of little ups and downs. Like I said, within that month, I quit Apple just because I felt like things started happening really quickly. There was a lot of opportunities that were being handed my way that if I wasn't physically there, I wouldn't be able to attain. And it, they'd be tripping on shit like, if you're late, you get a point. If yeah. So it came down to the circumstances of either you quit or we fire you. Yeah. And they were like, yo, you've been with the company long enough. It'll look better if you quit. So if you ever wanted to get rehired. Was there a strike to match moment? Of like when it just started yeah, to become it, real. Yeah, it was a day when I had to literally email them like, yo, I quit. Like, send me my motherfucking last check. Yeah. Um, let's go with my 401k. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> like, I what, feel uh, like, what we, else I need to do? We're literally going to tighten all this up yeah. and just like and that was, package um, it, put it away. The homie alley-ooped me uh, editing gig at the YouTube space in LA. And it was paying me more than I was going to make off a check at Apple in like three months. So I was like, wow. oh, what do you mean? I'm not going to not take this. Yeah. Like, My biggest leap of faith in my life was that move. Anything else, anything else after that, outside of probably skydiving, is bare minimum. Like it's second, like I'm ready for whatever yeah. after that because I did the hardest shit and it was that. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, that was my mindset. I was hungry. I was with it. And I did that, and it was cool for a couple months, and then shit got dry, and now, then it got better. Hold on, I just want to like whip up over here real quick. Being the introvert, but also being like so juiced on wanting to start your life, but being being the introvert that steps up into Los Angeles, like the land of where it's crazy how like. Our parents came from a different country to the United States. Yeah. And like the stories of those around the states that come to LA for that dream, right? What was your approach in terms of being able to communicate your artistic value and how did you do that? Did, did was the introversion put aside, or was like how was that navigated for you? And like, what was that like? Just because everybody tries to network, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, of course. Or some people have the the sensibility of mind to know that their craft will speak for them, yeah, and focus on that. Right? I mean, to be real, I feel like you know, anytime I hear anyone. I guess compliment what I hate using this type of shit like that like boost my shit but like mm -hmm. compliment me on my work ethic or my work or like how they know that I did something it blows my mind because till date like I'm still trying to figure that out mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what is that is gonna separate or is separating me from anyone else yeah and I guess me living my life is what that is we're still searching bro you know and and i love it like i love being able to be inspired every other day but something that's always like resonated with like simply or not like i'm a sucker for love whatever form of love that may be mm. not the actual like me with a shorty kind of love like I love love. Like, I love the fact that, like, people are able to show affection. And you know I what feel love like, feels like. Yeah, and I feel like it doesn't happen a lot, um, especially these days. There's a lot of fake shit. And, like, Absolutely. people just want cosigns or, like, yeah. transactional relationships. 
which I'm not for at whatsoever. Like I don't fuck with halfway fucking with me. Mm. Like it's black and white. Like you, you know, like the people around me are like family. Like I don't have friends. It's either like you squad or you gang or like yeah, you know yeah. Sayonara, best to you because we taking over this shit. But like, who wants to see these hands? Yeah, but three things that have always resonated with me are affection, attention, and direction. Mm. So like, those are like words that I live by, type of shit. Where and and in that order, you know, like anything, anything (laughs) you do, you do with love, because once you pay that attention to that detail, and it's like organic, like people can people can relate and if people can relate that's my only goal like i want to be like when i feel inspired it's because i see something that reminds me i hear something i see something i read something that reminds me of me and my situation so that's what i try to push that's fucking phenomenal it's incredible you know what i'm saying spread more love yo you better believe that it's cool when um i want to ask just like more on like a a a fundamental kind of aspect like you're working at the Apple store, right? Yeah. And you're starting to get your opportunities. Like just for s- someone who comes to LA or moves to any new city and knows nobody, what were some of the fundamental things you got? Like when you're saying you started getting opportunities and started doing that, yeah. did it start with your kind of vision and things you wanted to dabble your hands into? Did you start reaching out to, to, to different people? Did, like, or did it just happen organically? Like, what were some of those roots? Because it's really easy to get mm-hmm. bogged down and yeah. like, I got this job. I'm cool. Just be persistent, Some, bro. Something will, <laughs> something will finally happen. Let's Lincoln build. If I, yeah. just, if I just fucking work hard, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah. what the fuck are you yeah. working hard at? Like, yeah. tell me no, exactly what the fuck he, you're he, doing. Here's your panel, yo. This is yeah, shit man. that people don't be telling you, bro. Like, For real. a lot of people are very egotistical out here. And people be acting like they don't want to help. And I've noticed that a lot. And I feel it. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, like, a true magician never reveals its secrets. But, like... Yo, it goes back to us having the same 24 hours. Like, listen, whether you help me or not, I'm going to be better than you. So you might as well help me. And you might as well be along with it. Because we're going to build together and we're going to eat together. Yeah. But the moment you try to, like, one-up me just because your ego, whether it's because you have more followers than me or money or resources or whatever that may be. Like, yo, I got, like, hunger. Like, I'm ready for this shit. I ain't from here. So I'm coming for next. And they forgot about the human being. Yeah, and they forgot the aspect of, like, yo, we're all the same. So, like... My biggest thing when I came out here was like, I already saw the people that I wanted to be on their level, if not better. Mm. And I would reach out to them with an email. Because the biggest struggle of like, not like, yo, if you're listening, like, yo, leave your hometown. If it's not somewhere where it's not like an LA, a New York, a Miami, yeah. a London, a Tokyo, like, leave and your hometown. And even if it's there, you want to go to Tokyo from New York, yo, go there. Right, right, do what right. you got to do, but leave your hometown because my biggest frustration was making so many quote unquote friendships or building these relationships via internet and not being able to physically meet up or yeah. take a job because I was in Orlando, Florida. Fact. Right, so right, I right. had to move out here. Fact. So once I moved out here, it was like, all right, cool. Like now I'm here. I got my work ethic, got my website up. Like I, I know what I need to do because I see it happen. It's like a blueprint. Like I've seen a person go from zero or bare minimum of a following up to like multi-million yeah. of a following. You know, I call, I have friends that have done so. So you see everything that's going on and you just adapt. Like, I just would pick up on shit that people would do. And, like, you know, somebody would be like, yo, there's this fucking network, like a party. And, yeah. like, you know who's going to be at that party. So, yeah. like, you pull up. And, like, people fuck with you if they want to fuck with you. Absolutely. And that's off of that. 
Yeah. Not off of like you go like one thing that you should never do yeah. is like bother someone about work in a place where you wouldn't we wouldn't wouldn't want to be bothered about work at. Yeah. So like I'm not pulling up to the function seeing Anoush, knowing that Anoush doing this radio show and being like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, yeah. yo, yo, when am I gonna be on yeah. this Lincoln Bill? Cause like like what? Like this person's trying to have fun the same way you should be having fun. And literally it's just like who are you? Yeah. yeah. So like if you see them there, like, yo, it's okay to show love. Like yeah. dap them up. They're more than likely gonna ask you like, what's up? Who are you? Like and you build that relationship off that organicness. It, it, in that, it, it, like you're you're kind of hitting like that fork in the road, but also just like the inflection point within you. It, it's beautiful to me to like see that like you 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 had it internalized of like I'm going to get this, one way or another. Yep. And the road to getting it naturally has its uh, ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get into. But like mentally. Was there a battle with you on just like even in the initial process, right? Like before even something happened that it started making sense. But like when you were going after it, was there doubts early on? And like was there a battle? And how did you um, essentially just like, because like one thing with you is you have your independence in being. You have your independence of craft. You came to L.A. with... In essence, and for you, it was automatically, I'm going to find those that I feel are in line with my essence. A lot of people come out to the lands of opportunity, right, and solely look for the opportunity. And in those lands, there are also speculators and showmen that can sell a dream to anybody. Of course. But, like, we all know that, like, Dreams and reality are far different. Very far different. And that's something that I have always tried to remind myself is like no matter my aspirations, like where I see myself being, the goals that I want to achieve. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm blessed to be surrounded by peers who like I can't even believe I consider them friends, brothers or whatever that may be. But yeah. you have to have to have to have to remember where your two feet are planted. Like, if you don't remember where your two feet are planted, it's going to fuck up your whole shit because you're all in this, like, facade almost of a lifestyle of, like, I want to live this kind of lifestyle without meeting the things that I need to get to that lifestyle. Totally. And that's what fucks a lot of people up. Like I said, like, people see the result and they they think that they can just go from here to there. Yeah. So remembering, like, where your two feet are planted is, like, key is very important out here. Anywhere, but especially out here because of the fact that, one, the weather alone will fuck you up. Like, it's beautiful every day. <laughs> so, like, no ma- yo, if you, don't got, if you don't know how you're going to pay your rent, look outside. <laughs> like, it's a beautiful-ass day. And whatever, for that second or that day or that week, like, your mind goes off of that thought, mm-hmm. it did, and it shouldn't Right. a lot of times. So I've seen a lot of people get caught up on that shit too, but like I said, you just got to remember where your two feet are at at all times. 100%. I mean, and also like in anything you do, because it's easy for you to, to, for anyone to come out here and just get like stuck in that job. Like you could have just got stuck at Apple and just kind of like, oh, I'm at least making money. I was actually thinking about that today. Yeah. Like I had the like thought of like, damn, I wonder like how my life would have been still living here still working at Apple, mm-hmm. like, would it have been better? Like, would it have been, 
quote unquote worse or whatever worse is like or would have been the same yeah and i was just like i don't i don't see it any other way out of the way that i'm doing it right now yeah and that's why i was like so curious about kind of like what pushed you because sometimes it's easy to just come to la and get caught up very easily in the city like you just said the weather and you could also be surrounded by people and not do shit, yep. but feel like you're on and not doing shit. Like oh, yeah. this is a city that's a, could be a very big facade very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I love why you said you know keep, always know where your two feet are planted. Yeah. Um, because because you might be next to someone physically who's put on, and now you think you're that person. Yeah. Just by association, you're like yeah, I'm put on, but you're Quote going back clown. home, and yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And and that could you could get caught up in that cycle. Of course. And that that you know, a lot of people reach out and they'll like ask me like, "Yo, what do you do?" or like, "How do you make you know, how do you make money?" Like you have to remember that at the end of the day like everybody has bills. Yeah. And that's what I stress a lot of like, "Yo, we could be homies and like whether I charge you what I'll charge a client or I, I like there's something needs to be charged." And that goes back to my dad building that business mind mentality in me. It's like clout or a cosign or a tag mm-hmm. on social media is not going to do Ricardo any good Absolutely. financially. And if I'm not good financially, that probably means I'm not good mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or any other way. For real. Because there has to be a way where Ricardo has to pay his rent and like other bills and live life. And it's all connected. And this is a city where a lot of people tend to use their ego or if you want to call it, their following, um, their clout to be able to use that as a form of compensation or currency. It's a mirage. And people need to learn that like it goes back once again, we all have the same 24 hours. Mm. I don't care that you have 100,000 people watching over what you do. Like me and you both know what we're both going to do when we go home. Yeah, man. At the end of the day. So, like, have that respect to, like, pay out your friends. Like, yo, there's no better feeling than making money with your friends or paying your friends. Why not grow together? But people have the whole mindset of, like, yo. And they know they get the bag. Because we all know, like, public figures get the bag. (laughs) You know? So, like, don't come sideways trying to underdog the, quote, unquote, little guy. Because you come in for the little guy for the reason whatever that may be so. for sure so when you got that opportunity uh the first one that that got you out of apple uh there were some before then that kind of like led up to it dabbled here yeah. dabbled there get just get your feet wet right mm-hmm. you got that it was the youtube opportunity mm-hmm. after that it's on off to the races what was that next step for you in terms of like knowing like i gotta maintain this yeah. versus like i got my big break but it's, I got my big break. Now what? Like, okay, we're good. How do I maintain this? How do I step up to this next level? For me, presentation is huge. And I think that we live in a generation where we lack that in real life because of the internet and like having that social following, like whatever it may be via internet. So like people think that just because they have X amount of followers or that they have to have X amount of followers to be noticed. But we all forget that like human interaction is one of the the best things in life. And like, instead of emailing somebody, I'd find out where their store was, print out my resume in like a dope form, 
and like my portfolio and just be like, yo, hey, like I'm Ricky. Nice to meet you. Is that detail? Like, which is so interesting because that sounds just like off like basic shit. Yeah, I mean, v- for me, very, I saw very it. like just old school. I like I'm printing it. out my resume. Yeah. I'm oh, walking in shit. and I'm like, giving it to somebody. I mean, yeah. that's the only way I knew how to get a job. Like I'm not from here, so like that's the only way I knew how to get a job. But it's still effective. Was like, being able to go in person to that store and being like yo here's my resume here's what i've done thankfully having apple on my resume is great because people saw that and i had recommendation letters so they were like oh yeah, shit that's a stamp but like approval. seeing my website like it, it you have to brand yourself so like for sure you have to have something to show outside of you just talking email or in person but adding that in-person touch definitely helped out because mm-hmm. people remember the face there's a million other motherfuckers like me trying to do the same thing <laughs> yeah. I am, especially here. For real, in I the, can't and in, I can't in, knock in, their hustle. And in, in the comfort of the DMs, though. In the comfort of the DM, but like the moment yeah. you go, I don't know, above and beyond, I guess, for the norm these days, like which is nothing. But is what just the like, how, in like person? The, that's the craziest shit. Like the above and beyond. The talk yeah. to us. Talk to us, EDP. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not doing you're not doing yeah. anything different than what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But people fear that human interaction. But yo, like I'm telling you, like I'm the probably most introverted, most anxiety-filled person you'll meet. Yeah. Your boy was out here like shaking hands and kissing babies because at the end of the day, like, yo, yo, <laughs> the yo. bills gotta yo. get the bills gotta get paid, you Ricky, know. Yes. Ricky Clinton came to LA. <laughs> You know what I mean? But no, that, that he was a, that, he, he was destined to be a politician. <laughs> R- Ricky Kennedy came up and started giving speeches. Shit. The orator came that, out. That's not not even a secret. Like, yo, do that shit. Like, yeah, please. Yeah. Like, still do that shit. Like, I tell the homies all the time. Like, yo, let's meet up and like. It's twofold. This well, is this is one of the craziest things I've ever heard about in life. No knockout to the homies who like I've met via internet, right? But like, yeah. The crate, like, and it just happened to me today. Today, I was blessed enough to receive a nice little check for creative consulting. You get the bag for a creative agency. Get the bag, B. Right? A creative agency. I have never met the owner. Wow. Just off the vibe, Fun- off the yeah. email, off the text, yeah. not even a FaceTime. Yeah, it's, it's function. If it wasn't shit. for the fact that I care enough to, like, I call myself Ricky Detex. Like, I'll go in and go ham on like the Google and like, yo, find out who it is that I'm working with. I wouldn't know what the person looks like. But like, to me, it's so wild that you can receive money off of never meeting someone. Yeah. And it's a blessing and a scare, but it's fucking people up in the mental because that's all people think that They're they comfortable should, with that. should go for. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But like, meanwhile, we still have brick and mortars. Like, there's yeah. places where like, I'm not, I don't like I'm not for the yo let me go get the quick check to look cool on Hypebeast. Those come in great. Like yo I another one came in today off high body but like my shit is like <laughs> going to the corporate folk. Yeah. Like the person who like isn't waiting for it yeah. and be like yo look what I've done. Look what you need to do for your business. Yeah. Hit them with the proposal. Come on with the gang and we all eat. And Bro, like, culture is brick and mortar. You feel me? People don't realize that we are the culture. Yeah. Culture is brick and mortar. Like, that's a sensibility. Like, you went and spoke to human beings. So not only are they just, like, basing your craft and and just your presentation, but they've already interacted with you. Yep. 
You know what I mean? In this digital age, we're able to finesse the interaction. You know what I'm saying? Like through text. Like I love how we can add emotion through text. We have to think about like how somebody would read through a text. Yo. Like, like when, you're, <laughs> when you're getting in a, in a text conversation, you just like give a flat out no. Like no, that's no, not going to happen. Yeah. It could be read as like in all caps. Yeah, bro, shit. Right? But that's why I don't do that. For real. I don't do that. Like I don't, I don't put up with... I try to stay, and it's it's weird because I I work in a digital world, but I try yeah. to stay as analog as possible mm. when it comes to that type of stuff because it's like we're gonna forget the basic human foundations of like communication skills. Like, yo, people probably forget how to write. You know, what's physically what? write. You know, what I, I've already the like, man. There's, When's there's, the last time somebody picked up a pen and like wrote some shit outside dude, of signing there, a tab? There's <laughs> multiple <laughs> times where I'll sit down and write something, and my handwriting is absolutely terrible. Yeah, and you're like, yo, what like I haven't done it for real. Yeah, the trip to me is is how this digital oasis, right, is only built off the back of analog yep. communication. A photographer can't have an essence or, 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 or a vision behind the lens without having a feeling as to what they want to capture, yep. right? It doesn't become how many scrolls through fucking inspiration we can go to. Any artist in any, in any field, right, that is able to, like, realize a scenario, right, has to come to a point to appreciate humanity, and the world, and in whatever the fuck envelope that is for yeah. them, right? But like, you have to build your, you, you, like, the, the, the sight in your vision. You know what I'm saying? And so many people in this digital age get comfortable with the, with the lack of interaction because it's becoming something that's uncomfortable. Because we don't do it enough. Yeah. Like, cats aren't, like, little kids are over here, like, in lines in their iPads. Like, Sucked into a digital world. Yeah. We were out there playing fucking bike tag and like fucking GoldenEye and just like chilling with all the homies as kids. Yeah. Nah, I completely agree with you. It, on that. It, it's really a blessing. Tell me what's crazy. Crazy is the in person interaction. Oh, is it? He, he's getting on the mic. Yeah, no, I <laughs> he's want He's getting yeah. on the mic. Yeah. Let's go. What's crazy though is that, that in person interaction is what's going to make the difference between you getting the job and not getting the job. And here's the thing. If you want to be at the level of the owners of the people that are hiring you, you got to be at the table because if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Ooh. Wow. Shout out to E. EDP. EDP. Wow. When, Which hold also, on. When the, when, the photographer, when the photographer comes on and just, just drops drop, a gem. Drop, yo, drop that shit. He just pulled off with the like, yo, God is yo, love, Rev yeah. Run. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Take a picture of yo. E. God is love, Rev Run. Like, yo, boom. <laughs> drop that. Blackberry done. Like, I love that. Nah, but you also reminded me to sum everything up that I was trying to speak on is in a couple words. Um, people... Our generation today and day forget social value. There is no social value. And a lot of things, whether products, egos, like whatever whatever it may be, there's no social value in a lot of the content that is being put out or a lot of the energy that is being put out in this world today and day. And that's where the fuck up is because there isn't any human interaction. There isn't a purpose greater yeah. than a like a listen, a cosign, or a this hopefully puts me on mentality. Nothing's vested. Nothing. 
in one ear, out the other, within an hour. What's tops? Cool. One of my uh, favorite cro- quotes. I'm a business owner, and, and one of my favorite quotes I got from the office. He says, uh, "People don't go out of business," and I think people is everything. It, it's it's human interaction, but it's also relationships, and it's just like people. At the end of the day. Behind all the technology is people. Behind everything we do is a person. Yep. You know, how you want to put that out is how you want to put that out. But it's, we're all connecting as people first. Even, I mean, that's a huge reason even for this platform. You know, it's rare to even sit down and actually like talk to someone and be like, hey, Ricky, like, what's your story? Like, who are, are you? Like, I don't give a fuck what you do. I want to know you. Personally, I don't know you, right? Anusha say like, yo, this dude's coming. And um, I purposely, like, don't try to look at, like, what you've done. That's just something I've got into, like, with our guests, if, if I don't know. Just to, to go in and be like, who be is a this? blank slate. Yeah, who's this person? And we'll eventually get there. But if we don't, that's all good, too, because it, 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 it doesn't make or break anything, right? Yeah. But I think it's so, so cool when you talk about that in terms of your grind here especially in a, in a place that pushes on a social level popularity. Yep. It's a, it's an interesting perspective, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, stop the fuck out of that for real though. (laughs) What was the moment that it became real for you out here? Um, Like like even just like the, like real in the sense that like of that, damn, we just left Florida and we're driving to California because like real or made it or all that is like, it doesn't exist. No, right? it doesn't. But I'm like, definitely what, nowhere near it. What was it that did. moment where you were like, okay, it's on? I think that moment of it's on for me, it's tough because my first time out the country abroad was beautiful, but I still didn't feel like that was like. What, <sighs> what, what took you out of the country? Uh, I went to Jakarta, Indonesia. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Doing what? Uh, shout out to homie, Andre Power. Um, road managed him. So got the opportunity to go out there because he was playing out there. Um, he was, if you know Andre, you know Andre. Shout out takes, to Dre. Takes care of everyone, you know, and working with him, for him in reality, uh, it's a blessing because I've, I've never seen somebody that willing and he was very honest with me and he was like, yo, I can't bring you out here for this trip. But something in me told me that I needed to be there with him. So Mm. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, uh, I caught my flight to Jakarta, Indonesia, three hours before our flight took off. Wow. Which I didn't even know you can do, first of all. Like, that shouldn't you. even be like, like a Like, shout thing, out to you, though. Right? You know like, I was just kind of going back and forth on it. And I was like, yo, like, when will the fuck will I ever be no. in Jakarta, Indonesia? One. Yeah. Two, with the homie. Three, with, like, a group of people who are going to take us around and show us around. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. You know? And he took care of everything else outside of that flight, but... That was a big moment, but I don't. I, what I was gonna get to was I think that my next trip after that was probably the moment I want to go I felt like great. one meeting before that. Okay. How the how did y'all even meet? <laughs> it's funny because um, like 
last week, I think it was, um, we probably hit like our one year of knowing each other, I guess. Right. Uh, just because his website domain expired and like I created it. For I him. respect that. So, like, Where y'all housing that at? You know what yeah, yeah, right. Shout out GoDaddy for not sending me the email notification though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, okay, so I, I met Dre around probably like, I want to say May, like met him. Got it. Type of thing. And we were out at the Lash downtown LA um I forgot who it was but shout out to that person whoever it was because I really can't recall neither okay. can he because we both talked about it but somebody was like yo y'all both from the east coast y'all don't know wow, each other factual. and that kind of just like sparked it he's factual, uh, from the city of brotherly factual. love Philadelphia yeah. um I'm from New York like I mentioned so we kind of hit it off on that on that aspect I didn't know who he was, quote unquote, is in that. Y'all sense two of the introverts world. were like lightweight destined to like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a crazy. Yeah, shit. Uh, but he, you know, like we just kicked it and like vibed for like those five minutes. Yeah, and Mans was like, "Yo, like I am a DJ. Like you should come out to my shit whenever you got some time. Like bet, like exchanged info, whatever. You know, like another yeah. interaction in yeah. LA, and." It was around my birthday. He was doing a boiler room set, and he hit me up. But I was ironically flying out day of my birthday, and I was like, "Yo, I'm flying out, but like, good looks, bro. Like, I like, damn, you know, like, yeah, people yeah. be like, yo, I'm a DJ, but like, yeah, dog, boiler room, what? yeah, for real, for <laughs> real, you, man? like, you know. So at that point, I'm like, oh shit. So I look him up, and then I figure out you did your due diligence. Yeah, I did my Ricky the text. And like, <laughs> there you go. You know, the world of what's known as selection and, you know, he's co-founder and yeah. all this beautiful stuff. But time passed. I was working as a U.S. creative director and marketing manager for this New Zealand company um, who I won't shout out because fuck them. Fuck them. Mm. Uh, at the time, I was working for them and I would find myself at a lot of these uh, events, whatever, you know, this yeah. L.A. shit. Yeah, you know, and you pull up and everybody just looking to see who else is there. But yeah, I find myself there and I see him and like we kick it and like we just leave and go somewhere and we we connect and all that fun shit. He invites me to a show. I finally go to a show, see him spin. Time moves forward and what we talked about last week was like we knew we really really fucked with each other on some like yo that's my bro. Yeah, because whenever. I was in a situation where, for whatever the reason, I wasn't able to be in an event or, like, be invited somewhere. Yeah. Andre would always hit me up. Like, yo, are you here? Are you going? Do you want to go? Mm. And vice versa. So, like, I would do the same for him when he couldn't get in somewhere. And like, that's bond. Yeah, and it was just off it's the, like... like lightweight is yeah. different. Yeah, and it was just on some, like, yo, we, like, we fuck with each yeah. other, like, you know, like, let's pull up, like, run it. So, yeah. that started through that, and then... Uh, we he was like, yo, I'm going out to New York. I'm like, oh shit, like I already bought my flight. I'm gonna be in New York those same dates. And he was like, yeah, we're playing a show. I went out there. I saw the show in New York, and then I think it was, <laughs> yeah, it was that time. So mind you, now it's like December of last year. Yeah, I'm in New York on a one way, and I'm in New York on a one way, and it ends up being that. 
he's there too. He's like, yo, you could like crash at the hotel. Like we'll like we'll split the shit. Like whatever, whatever. Like just so we could mob. You know, he I, he knew that I was a photographer and shit. So he was like, yo, like you can just take pics of me or like video. Like I I need that. And I'm like, bet for sure. Like let's link. Yeah. So we linked up. We stayed at the same hotel, and the trip was amazing. It was super fun. His manager, uh, who's his manager till date, Gerald Cooper, shout out to Coop. Um, what up, Coop? Gave me one of the biggest blessings of my life, man. Mm. Like, without even knowing the boy. Just Stop. knowing that I was with Dre in the moment, he hits us up. He comes to the Street Dreams magazine event in New York, pops in for like five minutes, meets me. We've like dapped up like we've been bros for 15 years. Word. You know, like, yo, my guy, like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so about you, like, same bro, like, vibe. And he leaves, and then he hits us up via text. This is Gerald shit on God. He hits me up via text, bro. These were his words. Click this link, RSVP. Do not share this with anyone. We go into the White House tomorrow. Wow. Wow. I'm like, what? South by South Lawn, huh? South by South oh. Lawn. So for those who don't know, South by South Lawn, Obama got inspired by South by Southwest, brought it out to the White House, South by South Lawn, <laughs> invited a bunch of people. I met the the person who damn near runs the internet of the United States of America. Like, that type of like event, you know? So... He hits us up. He's like, yo, sign up for this shit. They have me doing like background checks. Like put your social, like all this shit, like how to get vetted. That ends up passing through the next morning. Like, yo, congratulations. You've been accepted. Wow. So we're like, fuck, what do we do? Like, I I guess we hopping on this bus. We out to DC. So we go from there to DC (laughs) and we take that journey. And once again, split the hotel room. Check into the hotel room. I dropped, we were talking about this earlier, but I dropped my phone. And my shit just straight cracked. But it was at the White House bathroom taking a shit. So I was Yo! like, Yo, like I'm honestly, I'm not even fucking mad at this right now. <laughs> this that has happened. Cool. You know, like I pick up the phone. <laughs> but that happens. We link up with Gerald. We're inside. All right. So the process to get in. White House, so you can imagine. Yeah. You know, like, the line was crazy because it was open to a certain amount of people that got invited. Waited probably, like, hour and a half to get in. Wow. Get in. It was, like, six different security checks to make sure you're good, you're, you know, you're you, wow. you got the invitation, security check, the all armory. that shit. The last, like, final checkpoint before they put the badges on you, it was, like, U.S. Marines. Mm. Like, on some real, like... My date with the Ameri- with the president's daughter type of shit. Like you pull up and it's like <laughs> Marine dudes like guarding you, like hit you with a sign, like pleasure to meet you. Like I'm like, oh shit. You've got this. I far. walk in, not even three feet into the building, common to my right, just playing the piano casually, <laughs> hitting the like spoken word poem. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm like, all right, whatever. Shout we, out to Barack Obama though. Right. Yeah. And we go outside and it was a, a movie. Like, it, we were on the south lawn of the White House. Wow. I saw the most beautiful thing. that They played swag surf. I saw all wow. of my beautiful people surrounded by brothers and sisters. Just everybody just swag surfing on the south by south lawn. At a point, Gerald, myself, Andre, and the homie Ahmed took off our shoes, took off our socks. Like, soil to feet. Yeah, like, yeah, yo, we here. yeah, yeah. You know, like Barack Obama before Mans gets in office. Like, we need to celebrate these moments. And yo. 
it was one of the most beautiful things. I got back from that great experience to LA and Dre hit me up and he was just like, yo, I feel like our dynamic is really good. Um, mm. You know, I don't know what position you're in, but like if you'd like to help me out, I'm willing to do XYZ for you and let's run it. So we, I started doing <sighs> creative content for him. The White House. The White Yo, shout out Gerald Cooper, man. Bruh, shout out Gerald Cooper. Shout out 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Like, the I White I, House. I, I, hope, I, I hope I hit that, like, <laughs> no she detects on him. Nushi you know what I'm saying? Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. No, but, like, it's so crazy how, like, some cats would be like, yo, after South by Southwest, we got back, and it was just like, ooh. Or, like, after <laughs> God knows what, and then do do do. You know what I'm saying? But it's the White House. It's the White House. Like, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, just like drop a haiku. Bro, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bar, but whatever. Off time. Uh, no, nah, it's lightweight. It's one of those moments in life where, like, that stories for the grandkids, yeah. you know? Like, that yeah, shit that yeah, I'm going to be like, yo, when, when I was your age, yeah. like... Uncle Andre and Gerald yeah. and Ricky, yeah. like, you know, like, we're that's swag surfing shit. at the White House. <laughs> swag surfing at the White House. Like, Obama less than 100 feet away from me. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> I need to show you that video yeah, after. We're swag surfing <laughs> in the White House. The <laughs> facts, man. Like, it's. Oh, uh, shit. The things that I've been blessed to see within the last year. Yeah scares me for what my Ooh. life is to hold you know like i i'm every day i wake up like yeah yo, but like that but the, see look like <laughs> joe said ooh, and like we have a group text thing of like good for you good, yo i yo me and my room alex you just had you just had lunch yeah, with alex last yeah. week like that's his thing good for you yeah like, <laughs> really he hit it like yo I know. Good look, for I, you. look. I know. Bueno means good. Bueno means good. It means good. It means good. Got shout it out to Alex, shout though, out to for Alex real. Like you know? that's a great human being, for yes, real. For real. He is. That's you my know what I'm saying, fellow Floridian, fellow in the mix of the things, fellow. No, but like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> it's like good for you. Like, like, yeah. You were scared then, but like that left, right? Right. Yeah. And like. I can give a fuck about like humble Harry of like yeah I was so scared of like how glow up it was gonna be no, yeah. even though glow up doesn't necessarily mean cats are set like you're not walking back to the crib and being like ma pa y'all's bills are all paid off yeah right. you know, or like yo I got the, I, I got I feel you, you know? like yeah no for real for real but right? in yeah, reality yeah like it's cute to be scared there yeah but that was a pivotal moment that was another bar but that was just like that was another, like, did, did, what is up Euro step to it yeah all time like yeah I brought it back you know what I'm <laughs> I already gave the hands but nobody got touched wow <laughs> <laughs> Yo, somebody put Nushi Baby in improv. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit him with the Noosh Bay one time. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, but sure. no, but for real, because like that's the most like like th this is awesome like Eureka moment shit. Yeah, you feel me? You get back, you know what it is. Yep. Like y'all have this bond. Like that's how it happens, though. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like. And shout out to the fucking circumstance of yo, I'm gonna actually be in New York. Yeah, that was that was pure coincidence. Um, and for <laughs> like, out of my own goodwill and like, just wanting to experience. 
I love putting myself in situations where I'm not normally comfortable with because it's the only way that I can break out of my shell. It's a blessing. Like, as, a, as a bona fide introvert, yeah. you, can, you can have gotten there. And I literally cannot lie. There's like, if you are introverted, there's no better way to break out of that fear. Yeah. If you like link up with like somebody like Andre Power, like some, like a musician you. on that note where like, I'm walking down the street and he's getting stopped because of who he is. Or like yeah. he's performing in front of thousands and thousands of like yeah. our monthly yeah, party now in New York has over 4,000 RSVPs. Insane. Like, and Insane. he's rocking out in his own world. Yeah. Like, that's the motivation. You know, like seeing, I love putting myself in situations like that because I, I gain from it. I'm able to see yeah. like how he can do it so I can do it in my own way. Um, so for a couple of trips, like I was funding myself to be able to travel with him mm. just to be able to like show him one that I'm dedicated and two, like I wanted to see it yeah, to see if one of is, is it really what I want to do? Yeah. Um, how can I break out of my shell more? Like, just let me see how he lives his life. Yeah. But once the dynamic really worked, like he was just like, yo, let's like do this the right way and. Blase, blase, blase. <laughs> it's rare that you come across uh, a creative, let alone a friend, that even in the chaos of their own worlds mm -hmm. is able to say that and provide the not only the want for somebody to, to come into the, the community, mm -hmm. right, or the group, or just like their life, but also understand that like, and be in a position to be like, look, I want you on the squad now. This yeah. is how we're going to take care of wop, 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 wop. And naturally, you probably were like, even, but knowing you, it's like, if there was something that you didn't like in that arrangement, you would have been like, okay, so we're here. Yeah. It may seem crazy, but beauty. like, can I yeah. bring this up, right? But like, it's gorgeous to see because like. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know what I'm saying? It's the I beauty feel, of it all. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. We hear though, like yeah. th this is the beauty of communicating. Man, you understand me? I should have started my like, yo, hello, this is Ricky, and uh, we're gonna talk about communication today. Like that's <laughs> what I should have started with because not only did I just finish dealing with some shit at the crib about communication, but like the reason Andre's relationship and I has worked so well because I can be honest with you, outside of probably West. And me and him have been working together for, like, a couple months. But, like, me and Dre have been working together for more than a year now. Yeah. Mm. Andre's the only person that I consider a friend and boss that, mm. like, we've never had an argument. I, mm. I can dig that. Like, hey, we've ne like look, it, it, can't even, it can't even get to, like, a moment where we got to G-check each other. Just because, like, one billion. it's unspeakable. Like that unspoken you know law what? Yeah. is just there. And it's yeah. because of the fact that we over communicate. Absolutely. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, yo, bro, I'd rather you, like, yo, I'd rather you tell me and I'd rather tell you, even if we repeat ourselves a thousand times. Yes. Like, yeah. I want to know what you want from me. Yes. I want you to know what yes. like, I'd like from you, vice versa. And this is how we're going to be better. It's so crazy how similar y'all two are. <laughs> and like, I love the fact that I can say this with the utmost confidence. Mm -hmm. Wes, what's good? How I look? You know what I mean? We good? Where, where's your recorder at? We got ADP come dropping gems on him. You know what I'm saying? We got Ricky looking at you with the side eye saying, you got that? <laughs> Fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the stand-up hour. No, but like, 
Andre is somebody just like yourself that like we've always ran across each other and just yeah. kind of developed this like wait like okay there's yeah okay. like we're like we're in a lot of similar situations yeah, okay. I must have to know you yeah right and him and I had uh, lunch and we like went through that like journey in yeah. that discussion and like there's a beauty in in the depth of form in getting to where you get to, right? Like in the San Diego and then the, the yeah. art shit. Yeah. And the, you know what I'm saying? The night starts and yeah. all that, right? But like in seeing that, there's such a connect. Like I feel like a fucking cheerleader over here. Like, because when you're saying that, it's like, yes, 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 <laughs> right? It's yes, 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 because y'all are very similar human beings, mm -hmm. right? And it's so gorgeous. It's it's almost fucking picturesque. Like shout out to the fact that you're gonna be telling your grandkids this story. Yeah, yeah, right? not real shit. Like that's my brother for life. Like but, we've been. But like, shit that. but like, if you're describing a dream. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it still probably like will Martin be at that point. It, but like you had it. Yeah. With your bare toes on the fucking grass, <laughs> digging in the soil house. like yiddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With that, like, with that being said, it's, it, and it's crazy to see from the standpoint of not only, like, are you uh, extremely focused on just the breadth of your brand when it comes to presentation and how things are seen, da, 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 da. but you're behind the lens. Yep. And it's rare that something so fucking serendipitous, right, can happen where the eye behind the lens has a profound affection and appreciation, yep. right, to the subject. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. And I've, I've learned that through Wes. Like, it's on some shit where, like, I'm blessed that for what I love to do, it brings me my means when it comes to, like, being able to sustain my life. But people also sometimes get jaded in the fact that it's still a job. So there's a lot of times where, yes, I am behind the camera. I am creating yeah. in sense, but there's like, I'm on a job. Like yeah. it's for a gig or for a client. So Elab like, elaborate on that. In the sense of like, if I'm doing a passion project because I want to do it, whether I'm going to get paid out of it or I'm not, is because it's my idea mm -hmm. in full 100%. Mm -hmm. If you offer me a bag... <coughs> for X amount, my rate, or more than that. Yeah. And it aligns with my aesthetic. Excuse me. I'm going to take it. If it doesn't, I'm, I don't care about how big the bag is. Like, Fact. Not going to do it because yeah. it's just buns, you know? But when it comes to it... If Honey buns at the bodega that your, <laughs> your pops and your exactly. grandpa used to, Yeah, I feel you. Buns, hashtag. <laughs> but if it aligns with my aesthetic and it's, you know, a nice bag, I'm going to make sure that I respect your... Absolutely. You're paying for it. So, like, I have to align with, yeah. with you and shit. So, people confuse, like, wow, you get to do what you love and, like, it's fun all the time. A lot of the times it's not. Yeah, because I need to pay bills too. For yeah. sure, just to be frank, yeah. you know. Yeah. And outside of that, even if it's something that I like to do, I have to re-edit. And if you know, like, if you do video, like, that's the worst thing. Somebody yeah, it's like plastic you. surgery. Bro. It's like, yo, by the way, I know I told you I want X, Y, Z, but after you did exactly that and more, I don't want none of that. Yeah, and Unreal. we're gonna switch the song up. So fuck your fucking cuts. Okay. <laughs> like what? Unreal. So like that balance is is. 
where I try to find my happy medium, mm -hmm. but that's where you have to do enough passion projects to be able to keep yourself like afloat with like the creative juice. Because if not, mm -hmm. it'll become a job and then you're not going to be happy with it. And then it's how are you not going to be happy with the only thing that you know how to do? Absolutely. You know, like I say it all the time. Like if somebody would have put a gun to my head and be like, yo, I need you to take this picture. I'm going to tell you right now I'm living yeah. You feel me? Like, I'm going to yeah. take the best picture of my life because yeah. that's what I was put on this earth to do. Yeah. Outside of creating, like, I'm going to choose. To At some point, your decisions need to be made based on, like, if we're playing Russian roulette, like, yeah. shoot. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're going to get that. Nah. You know and what I mean? People sometimes need to also be wake, woken up. Absolutely. In that sense. Like, in what know, regard, though? Like what I said earlier, as far as like, if you got what you really wanted, like, are you ready for that shit? Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably not. I'm not comfortable enough with myself to be transparent with you 100 mm. to be able to handle what comes yeah. with the statue of status that I know that I will achieve. Yeah. And. I'm just not there right now. I'm going to be cheeky cute, even though I don't want to. Okay. Right? That's a good for you moment. Right? Good for you. But at the same time, I feel you. And the reason I feel you is because unlike most, you have it, which is you're already aware of it, <laughs> B. Crazy. You're already asking yourself Crazy. what that is. You're all, the, the reason you're not there is because you haven't found like the the like the whatever point in at the end of the day it's in the projections of our mind yeah. that we can attach to, right? Facts. And I'll tell you this though: I'm confident in myself enough to know that I'm very close. But look, the, the, this whatever is the big, that may mean. The, absolutely, you are. But this is the biggest point because like this is truly what I feel. The, the the most quintessential gem in that is, right, is because you're aware that you're unaware and it's not stopping you in your tracks. Nah. It's just making those steps that you take that much more heightened and that much more fearful and mm -hmm. that much more anxiety-driven, but you're going. Yeah. And you're able to say, like, bro, like, this is what it is. But that's what it is for everybody. Yep. If we, like, day by day with Steve Jobs or Michael Dell, shout out to your first little couple, <laughs> what to do with it. But there were those days where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. They exist. We, and it's okay. We, and it's okay. We live in a society where we're like, wait, that, that actually exists? But the diamond in that is, is, is the awareness and, and comfort in being unaware. Yep. Or not being unaware, but like not knowing what you're looking for exactly while looking for it. You know what I'm saying? 100. <laughs> how, 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 like how, take us through this tornado of from the moment that you locked in with, with Andre. Not from the standpoint necessarily of like the beat by beat moments of that, right? But I want to know, like, from the human in you, like, the in, within that tornado of the experiences and the dealing with the realities of what the behind the scenes actually are 
from all scopes. Like you, you got like literally like the fucking Harvard executive education mm. in just being yeah. in the trenches. Yeah, that's real shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, just how was that for you? And what what has that given you? In the now, because like this is a year span, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But like. I just want to know like how that was for you and what that meant to you in terms of just kind of your positioning where you see it now. Because in essence, you've seen the world now, right? In theory, I have. Yeah. In reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, I'm like a sponge to the game. Mm. So I've always been the youngest out of all the homies. Like I'm 24, turning 25 in April of next year. But... I live through the experiences that my friends have lived through because I've seen it with my own eyes or because they educate me enough to be like, yo, don't do this yeah. at least this way. You could do it, but like, yeah. let me tell you how to not. Yeah. yeah, You know, so like I've learned a lot through the how to nots more than the how to's. But uh, that was my approach entering the world with Dre is just because I knew that it was something new to me. So like I had to absorb everything. And... He has a really good team. We have a really good team that like support us within Andre Power internally and then outskirting with selection. But like Gerald Cooper is like a guru. He's like a mentor to me. So he wow. just like started working. I started working with Dre on like a creative tip, documenting everything, which I still do more or less. But it trans it has transitioned into more of road management, just because Gerald can't physically be there as yeah. much as I can. So. Mm -hmm. That switch was a complete 180 for me yeah. because I had to go from like the... You had to take the bullets. Not take the bullets, but like... You just had to be on the front line. Yeah, because like it's Dre's... Yeah. You know, like, yo, Dre, do you have fun, drink, yeah. get in your the vibe. The bullets are happenstance. You just have to be on the front of everything. Of course. You get to hit Of course. Me always. on the cam, I was there every shot. Let's go. Let's take it. Yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. now it's like, I got to secure his bag yeah. and like, I got to secure my bag from that bag and like, yep. got to make sure the show runs good and like, a, a lot of underlying things, which... Yeah. You got to interact with a lot more people. And yeah. And take on a different type of responsibility. And imagine that, me being me, like anxiety up like crazy. Yeah. So like, I had to learn how to be able to... Be looked this. as like that guy without yeah. really me knowing that I'm not that guy, especially me wow. being young. Because mm. like then it's also like when people find like the first thing like oh shit like you're a baby like that's I get that on a regular <laughs> basis you know to the point where I just like agree with it like duh like, yeah and I'm happy with it you know but that like transition really has molded me into like completely being confident enough with myself mm. to be able to know like. You hit my your arc. Yeah, like my limitations, what I can do, what I should do, uh, how to approach somebody on a business like standpoint, uh, on a different standpoint, like how to put my foot down, how to make sure we're getting what we need, like how to make sure he's good, making sure that everything's looked after after the fact, like following up with people, thanking people, like making sure that everything, we're leaving towns and checking into Airbnbs and catching on these flights all at the same time. So like yeah. time management is like... Doof, Paramount is fun. Got it down yeah. packed, you know. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. it's really sh like shaped me into being a better me because mm. I felt like I already was there, but like this really just like super sane shit. Like it was just like 
shiveled off like the little bits of like extra that like I didn't really need. Like, yo, stop being so sweet in these places. Like, yo, learn how to like voice your opinion here, mm. so forth and so on. And I've adapted that into my own creativity and into my own businesses with my own clients. Because if I know that I can manage or road manage his life, like I should be definitely able to manage and handle like my own shit yeah. in a professional level just because I know the lingo. Like I know like shit that I wasn't aware of, like net 30s and like W9s and like shit that like I was just like under the table cash shit, you know, and like there's right way to do things. And absolutely, I'm trying to do this shit the right way, <laughs> you yeah. know, so like it's, it's just helped all the way. What's crazy is like there's a lot of people that wouldn't take on that responsibility. And just be like, yo, that's not my lane. So especially wanna, an introvert. Especially an introvert. <laughs> oh, I don't and know. especially someone who kind of like came to the game with a with a, a vision of exactly what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, and now it's you're complete opposite. Yeah, of you're what stepping I've ever into something. Yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. very, very like business and like hard line business, not like a creative role. No, yeah. It's like, did you ever like battle with that or were you just jumping in and be like, look, I'm doing this because you see the bigger opportunity? Or were there ever times I was like, man, I don't know if it's taking if I really away should. from like my craft. Yeah, um, or is it adding to it? Like, how how do you how do you see that? There's that, like I said, there's always that balance of remembering where your two feet are planted. And yeah. like in my in my mind, I do a lot more than what I'm actually doing. So to try and set goals and shit. Yeah. But like when I look at it. I had to find a way. So, like, I started something called In Between Cities because I'm fortunate enough through work to travel so much that I was like, well, I'll start this project for me. So while I'm traveling for Andre and or Selection or any other work gig, I can build content for myself as I'm doing whatever I'm doing, <laughs> which I'm still able to do awesome. doing what I do for Andre on a road management tip. That's important. Like, I, I don't necessarily really... Outside of like, fo- yeah, and you have to. Like, I don't necessarily, maybe outside of photos, create content for Andre anymore. Like, I've been blessed to like find homies in different cities. So when we land, it's yeah. just like, yo, I need you to shoot and like follow us around. I feel like, awesome. XYZ and like, awesome. so like, I'm you directing and, yeah. del- you know, doing shit on that level. Mm-hmm. But it's helped me being able to brand myself in yeah. those kind of ways with those passion projects like that, like in between cities. Mm. So it, it has helped. Because I wouldn't be able to go to Jakarta or Tokyo or sure. you know Hong Kong or like places that we've been to just because of Dre. Like if it wasn't for Dre, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge part of like any type of success is it's easy to say to stay locked in on your vision. Like no. This is what I'm doing. This is all that I'm doing and not be fluid with it at all. Nah. But that fluidity that you have to have and yeah. that like versatility and being resourceful and just being able to like mm-hmm. understand what an opportunity is, even if it you feel like it may deviate from what you're actually the task you're trying to do. Yep. But in the bigger picture of this, it's like just add value wherever you can add value. Yeah. And that's going to ultimately add back to what you're trying to do. Of course. In, and the, in, in the reality, it's not success. It's growth. It is. Yeah. 100%. Well said. And you know that you're doing something you love when you do it, even when you're not supposed to be doing it. And yeah. that's me with like, when I travel with Dre, not that I'm not supposed to be doing it, but like my responsibilities are like more than I have time for, yeah. but I still am able to create and document more than anything, whether it's for him, for me, for both of us. Yeah. 
when I'm not even like when I don't have my camera, like I'm on my like I'm I'm on my phone, like I'm still taking the videos. I'm still t- and I look through my shit like why do I have so many fucking <laughs> videos of the same shit, you know? But it's just like it's just the the natural yeah. thing like that. I'm it's my instincts, you know. So it's like it's me. Like I'm gonna do it no matter where I'm at type mm. of shit. Even if probably I was doing a nine to five, like I'd probably find time to hopefully on my lunch break mm. at least go shoot for an hour or some shit like that. Yeah. Do you ever um do you ever think about like what your bigger picture is? Um, right now I'm super focused on my twenty fifth birthday. Um, I've been working on a photo book, memoir ish kind of thing because it's a lot of writings and a lot of personal stuff mm. that will probably be able to explain me more than I have in this interview or that anyone has ever heard from me. Um, and I'm planning to do my first LA solo show alongside with it and then drop a short film that I've been writing to as a gift to myself for my 25th birthday. So Mm. as far as like quote unquote long term, that's that, but it's um, not even that long term. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even that, that long term. That's, like, yeah. that's like in four months. <laughs> my birthday coming up. Like I, I got all this. Yeah. <laughs> like my but, 25th birthday. That's like yeah. 20, you're, yeah. you're 24 and like three quarters. It's, it's, it's just felt like a long time because I yeah, started yeah. on it when I moved out here. Like the day uh, like yeah. I left the crib. Like I have a folder. You started on it when you when when your mother birthed you. <laughs> to be honest. Real shit though. Nah. Real you shit. Know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the beauty of that. Like it, it's a come to. Yep. But um, that's my focus right now. That's what I'm really excited for, just to be able to show people kind of what I've been working on. And I'm planning to fly Mom Dukes, at least Mom Dukes out here. Wow, incredible. Just because I dedicated the book to her. Wow. So, yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Uh, just the process. So the, the book is entitled I Never Lied to You. Um, <laughs> which is dedicated to moms. That's but fucking incredible. It's just... A physical, tangible representation of everything I've experienced mm. and probably could ever gift my mom outside of like financial gain that till date I feel like is my best accomplishment. It's crazy because earlier you mentioned you're like you want to give. Yeah. You want to have that moment mm-hmm. with your, your, your mom or both your parents and yeah. be like here like i wasn't the doctor i didn't take over the business but like this is it that and that's that's what like it's not that it's not for my pops because it is for him too but like i said like my mom was that like american dream like busted her ass went to college like wanted me to to take that route and i want to just show her like yo like i never lied to you when i said that i was gonna do what i was gonna do once i left your home What's crazy is that has like nothing to do with like your status or money or like professional success at all. all. Like, because when you initially said that, you know, you kind of interpret it as um, like most people like, look, I'm going to do this and I'm going to come back after I've made it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them that, Roushi. Tell them that. No, for real. That's like honestly how you said it. That's how I interpret it. Of course. I was like, all right. When you're you're like a blown up like LA's number one photographer, like, you know, (laughs) like mom, come on. Yeah. Let's look at these hills in yeah. my house that I own. Exactly. Like, I'll let oh, you. Shit. I'm airbnb it to you, girl. <laughs> Straight up. I'm, I'm with Roushi in the Bronx right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. You yeah. listen. Yeah. You hearing this? But no. So, so you, you interpret it like that. But 
it, it, it's cool to to come to actually this point in in, in what we're doing, mm-hmm. and to hear like, no, I'm gifting her this thing that's a culmination of these last 25 years of my life, yep. which I'm defining right now as my my biggest accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a pretty powerful thing, yeah. and. For you, is that accomplishment, um, just because it's so crazy, it has nothing to do with status or, 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 or money, I guess in your words, what is that biggest accomplishment? I feel like I'm, it depends if you're asking me until this date, because definitely my biggest accomplishment, I mean our biggest accomplishment yeah, is yet to sure, come. Is yet to come, but... Till date, I feel like my biggest accomplishment, at least, because my, as much as I didn't take the path of like doing what my parents want me to do, like my biggest accomplishment is like making my mom happy. Yeah. Mm. And when I FaceTimed my mom in Tokyo and showed her like my photos being exhibited in like a foreign ass country, you know, let alone fucking Tokyo. Yeah. Like, and seeing her happy and like, yeah. She like she was like I can see that you're happy. Like mm. she told me like you look good, yeah. and like like I said, my mom doesn't like her affection verbally isn't really there. Yeah. So like hearing her like say things like that, like that really just like put like I was like all right, I'm I'm at least in the right path. I hope because mm. it, well, it's it, also that acceptance kind of from her. Like yeah. all right, you know, I, I, you you took this non non conventional path, but like. I see you. Yeah, but, but exactly. with, that, with, with that same acceptance, it's also an understanding of them wanting you to be happy. Never had a definition. It's just being realized now. Mm. Yep. Right. The the quintessential essence of like, I never lied to you, right? Mm-hmm. Or even that concept, right? It's beautiful how the chip on the shoulder is literally being cashed in, and will continue to be. Right, invested and invested and grow, right. But like the the wildest shit is is like that. You could be unhappy in a career and a in a life path that that they deem as like wow, like my son, yeah, is an accountant, <laughs> right. And you're literally fucking cussing yourself out every yeah, day at every work, day and miserable. Right? But the fact that you took an un- unconventional path and it was beyond what it looked like. It was beyond, oh shit, like it could be something really dope. And I can did it. It was for you, yep. right? And literally, like every day that goes on, I'm literally gonna speak of you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like every day that goes on, you're building on your prowesses. Your you you are. Shout out to the Kendrick, the the extrovert, the the extrovert introvert, right? Yeah. Like exactly. I feel like I always say I'm an introverted extrovert, right? Because there's a level of depth and questioning that you need to have to even be able to attempt to challenge your own pursuit. Oh yeah. So many of us uh, tie in our value with how we feel other people see our accomplishments. Yep. Right? Oh, my God. Especially it's a day and day, bro. It's crazy. I, I was having a talk with my mom Fuck. on that, like, yeah. uh, on that talk, and it's crazy because it didn't come from me because my mom sunned me early on, right? 
And the wild shit is, is one of my friends that was doing work for my mom, like was in a state in his life and she knew of it. And he was also like in that moment, just like discussing like, yeah, I can't wait to the, to the day that, you know, I can uh, buy my mom a house and all that shit. And, da, da, da. and this is my mom telling me this in response to that is, and, and she told me early on, like, forget about me, like fuck buying me a house. Yeah. Right. Buy you a house. Yep. That house that you want to buy, like, I, like, it's you. I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. And even in the state of, like, the homie, right, she was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Buy his mom a house. Pay your rent first. Exactly. You're trying, to, you're trying to pay bills for the family? Like, do you first. Of course. That's, and, and that's the essence of what parents want, yeah. right? And the older I get, I realize it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the beauty and how poetic it is is because, like, it wasn't like the I'm the first to go to college and I did all that and blah, 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 blah. you your being was crafted to be something extraordinary. Yep. And extraordinary isn't in the rule books. You feel me? And extraordinary is never defined fully. It's how it's perceived and believed, right? And now and the beauty of you being twenty, like in your Route to 25 in how you feel it. Like, it's you caught that young. You've had that, but like now it's being realized at such a beautiful moment. You know what I'm saying? You're a quarter century. You feel <laughs> me? It is, man. I'm blessed. Okay. It's so gorgeous to see that because it's like, bro, like for somebody that was dealing with being so introverted, you've continuously shown such a fearlessness to explore thank you man appreciate be that. curious right understand your uh understand your, what you weren't comfortable with but also know that you wanted to get past them and willingly put yourself in those scenarios i'm gonna cap this off with this and i'm gonna take it back like High school teacher Anushi. <laughs> How are you, class? I'm your and substitute Ms. teacher, Anush Moyne. Mr. Moyne. Yeah, this is AP. Uh, AP, AP, AP English Literature. Chill. Right? Shout put, out to all the AP classes. Put your fucking school, poem right? books away. We're not talking about haikus. <laughs> this is merely a what it do. <laughs> but I want to take it here. Instead of your biggest accomplishment is if you could write a letter. Ooh. We, we knew we were going there. It's cliche, but it's like, <laughs> let him say the shit as he say. You know what I'm Go there, Nushi. If you could write a letter yourself, when you're literally doing cartwheels in your wheelchair, <laughs> right? And just speak about how beautiful the journey actually was. Because as we live, there's responsibilities. The journey doesn't become as sensationalized as we of see course. it. But like, if you can write back, and I'm not going to say deathbed, I say cartwheels on a wheelchair because I catch us reminiscing yeah, at that point. Course. I come through with a cognac, like, sliding <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, we like 103, 102. Because technology has been slept that long. <laughs> if you could write, and, and, and I ask this because I feel like it's something that could be spoken. And 
I also ask this with a caveat of like this isn't something that like is right or wrong. It's in this moment because of the idealist mind, of right? Course. You always have to be an idealist. As much as you're getting hardened and strengthened in different regards, and not only are you a shooter, but you can like literally manage the whole process. Not only are you manage the whole process, you know the intricacies of all these relationships. What would you write to yourself then in regards to your history? Um, man, if I had to answer that right now, just because I feel like answering this that, is purely stream of consciousness. Yeah. There's literally no answer Let's, that could have been. Yeah, thought if of. I, if I was there right now, like if this was if yeah. at 24, that yeah. was me right now. Yeah, hold on, should I pull up? <laughs> Wes, should you get a chance so I can scroll up to him real quick? Yeah, I knew she's pulling up with the hand rock. <laughs> I hope that I think about the process as being one of the most beautiful things. I probably would look back and not believe, like if. But, but like on on the voice of I told you so. Yeah, no, that's, like, yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to like I I would have hoped to like have achieved this shit. Like I like that's election speak. No, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I I feel like the biggest thing that I would tell myself, like to laugh at myself, would be to like not second guess myself so much. Yeah, because I promise that's like, and I know it's one of my biggest weaknesses. But like I'd be doubting myself too much. Mm. Like, and we all are our own worst critics, but, like, I feel like I really be hard on myself. Mm. Like, I got to be asking the homies, like, yo, should I post this pic? And they're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, or, like, what should I hold for the book? Or, like, what should I share? What shouldn't I? Like, I be so much into my head, and that's an introvert in me. Like, I don't want to share too much. Yeah. Because I want it to be impactful when it does really fucking hit. Yeah. But... I know that I'll look back and be like, yo, you were bugging. Like, you should have let it go when you wanted to let it go. Because yeah. I'm almost positive, had I been as ballsy as I am right now today, yeah. today and date, mm-hmm. a couple months, a couple years like back, like, I would have probably been where I quote-unquote want to be or like whatever that may be. Because I would I would have taken more risks than the risks that I've already taken, and, and there are a lot. But I'm still, like I said, realistic where I keep my two feet planted and, like, the mom in me, like, comes in real quick and, like, yo, like, maybe I shouldn't do this instead of, like, being, like, yo, fuck it, risk it all. Like, yeah. let's yeah. bet it all on black. Let's see what happens, yeah. you know? Like, I would tell myself to not second-guess myself as much. I would tell myself to definitely low-key, like, communicate with those people that matter to me a little bit more. Yeah. Just because now thinking about shit, like, out of sight, out of mind, especially when it comes to, like, the fams, like you were asking me earlier, Joe, like, I can do better at being a better brother more than anything right now, just because I'm really out of sight, out of mind with my shit, like, I feel like I'm so tunnel vision that it's hurting the people around me more than I'm realizing it, Yeah, and I don't fuck with it now that I'm thinking about it, because that's yeah. not me, because I preach love so much. That's the beauty it is. Um, But outside of, I feel like, those, yeah, like, those two things... And then I'd probably just laugh, bro. Like, yo, like you for real, like, for you real. Did all that? Like, what? Like, you for real. Fucking White House with your shoes off. Like, for real. But I, I'd, I'd, I'd be super happy. I'd be content, and I know that for a fact. I'd probably still be surrounded by the same people. 
Um, so I'd probably still be shouting out the same homies and thanking them and shit. And I'd probably still preach to people to do what you got to do to follow your dreams. No you better believe risk. that. No matter the risk. And, and, I, and, and I would hope that the 103-year-old in me still hasn't accomplished something and would write that down just in case it is that last letter. Like, yo, you never learned how to play the motherfucking piano, fucker. Like, you know, some wild fucking <laughs> yeah, fact that yeah. like, I, I've always wanted to do but never did. And then onto Morgan Freeman, Jack Nicholas shit. Like, literally, <laughs> like, fi- find the bucket list cat and be like... Like literally Common comes through And it's like Playing the piano with you On some like Thug shit You know what I mean He's 123 How do you get Pop there Pop Springs Are you fucking with yeah. me <laughs> Yo For real Oh man I don't know Either Palm Springs or Greece That's what I'm For real retire. I love that Like bro like, Yeah man Your journey is a blessing You know what I'm saying our journeys are blessings. Our journeys All are our blessings. Journeys are blessings. Right. And whoever the fuck is listening to this, your journey is a blessing. Yo, please, please, please take that leap of faith. Like, you know what if, I'm if there's something I can tell you, like, yo. <laughs> I'm glad hit me with that. Risk you it set, all. You set yeah. me up. Yeah. Just risk it all. Risk yeah. it all. Like, bet on yourself more than anything. You know you more than anyone else. So if you fucking feel it in your gut that you can do it, do it. Like, yeah. Yo, I've been in, I've, yo, not even to share much, but I've been out of the country with, with a lot less funds than you'd probably ever think. Like, yeah. do what you got to do and put yourself in a situation to experience things that life is meant for you to experience. Like, yo, I don't know how, but I know God and he got us. So, Off so like, yo, just be good, do good, yeah. and good will come to you. And if you're listening to this. Just understand this fact to tie all this shit in. For real, for real. For real, for real. The hometown hero leaves the hometown. Oof. That's how he becomes the hero. You know what I'm saying? Let that sit. Because we sitting with one. Wow. Amen. Wow. Yo, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Love. It was a fucking honor, for real. God is love. I'm finna do a backflip right now on my chubby ass. <laughs> you, know how to, you know what I'm saying? God is B-roll love. in this bitch. Rev run. Yo, shout out to Anu. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Mama. We made it. Shout out to my moms. Yo, thank you. Shout, shout out, out to your mom. Shout, shout out to your pops. Shout out to Pop. Shout, shout out, out to, to all your siblings. Shout out to the, the sandwich that you were put in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In this family tree. That's for sure. Yo, so. facts. You know shout out mean? to my brother, Wesley. Shout out to yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, yo, 2018, I'm going to just stay quiet, but 2018. No, you're not. Like, th- this is my thing. I'm going to stay quiet on this because 2018 is crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> you're a lion, motherfucker. Like, know that. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, this and is And we out of here. All right, we out. Love. Bless. Mahalo. Ooh.